It's another night here at the Comeback Team Studios. And I have a guest that I've been chasing down for months. Someone that's done so much for the people of New York and the tri-state area. He's a legend in the world of concierge. A legend in the world of high-end vehicles. He's got friends in very good and high places. But he always keeps his heart down to earth. I'm very proud to announce I have the head of PCNY, Precision Concierge, wow. New York. Wow. The one and only. Wow. Wayne Schneiderman. Wow. Thank you. Um, Beck, that uh, means a lot the way you just introduced me. I've never had this before. You know me, how I am. I'm, I was smiling and laughing because I enjoyed that, but I, you know, I'm, I'm not like that at all. And it really means a lot, the fact that you care so much and um, just said all that stuff. And, you know, to sit in this chair, you know, you see it all the time. My whole life, people getting interviewed, and for me to be genuinely interviewed because of what I'm doing out there, which I love doing, just uh, touches me right now, truthfully. I know we were joking around for the last 20 minutes bullshitting, but uh, it really touches me right now, just sitting here. Truthfully. I don't want to act like an honored. Like an, like, I don't want to act like and Larry King and Oprah yet. Oh, you are. You're better. But I don't just let anybody come here either. Oh, thank you. And, and you if should've. you're here, it means you're an inspiration to others. The, the whole purpose of the comeback team is to tell people's life stories. Thank you. It's the backbone of the, of the show. Right. Obviously, we're open format. We go off on tangents. We talk about all kinds of stuff. Mm. But the underlying theme of the tone is from time to time, we give that little inspiration, that little motivation that people need to hear, especially in dark times. And I met you because of amazing things. Wow. So tonight, I want to give the people that might not know who you are a heads up is that we're going to be talking to someone that's been through the hardships of life. He's risen up. He's become very successful, and he's built a family. He's built a community that stretches throughout the entire country, maybe the world. I don't know. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, uh, definitely, I would say definitely the world. I mean, I'm definitely, uh, there's a guy named Jack. I don't know if he's watching right now. He's from Australia. Met him on Instagram. He came here one time to the States, used me. He's one of the big donators consistently from Australia. Australia. So before we so, get into the yeah. amazing work that you've done for the people of New York, the homeless, I mean, you're the man that threw a carnival for the homeless. We're going to get into that. I just want Crazy. people in the beginning to understand that they need yeah. to stay tuned and listen to this story because it's amazing. Carnival in the middle of the city. That was crazy. That was nuts. Well, let's, not, let's not let that happen. Because I got the footage. Yeah. You know I was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to put that in the show. They're going to see that. it. So, Wayne, let's start with, I always give everyone a background. Where did your life start? You know, where yeah, you've you from? inspired me to uh, go all the way in. I was just sitting here thinking if I'm going to do it. and uh, Think of it as your legacy. With my live on, I kind of want to do this. Um, I don't know if this is going to ruin anything I've built with my business. People will judge me. It is what it is. I'm, I'm going to go all the way in with this one. And I think I'm doing it because I want to, you know, let the true story be out and, and inspire others to know that you don't have to fall down that hole and you could stop yourself from going all the way down and that path and, and you could come back out stronger and better than you've ever been when you were going the wrong way. So I will get into that. So to start, you know, I grew up in. The, I was born in the Bronx. Grew up most of my life in Yonkers. Try not to do that because Yonkers sucked. It was a bad. It was a bad life for me. Um, got in a lot of trouble. Not bad stuff. I was a lot of speeding in cars. Part of Yonkers, uh, Carroll Avenue, like the other side. It wasn't great. Um, went to Lincoln High School, Roosevelt. Got expelled. A lot, a lot of trouble in Yonkers. Not like I said, it wasn't bad trouble. Just not good in school and. Just, you know, I got once arrested for speeding, and then the speeding turned into a probation situation. Then I had a problem with the probation officer. It just, it just got worse and worse. Ended up getting arrested in Yonkers another time. Ended up going to jail for a few weeks. And, you know, headaches from that. I was young, 17. Um, hated it. Miserable. So my time in Yonkers was terrible. And then uh, we left uh, Yonkers and moved up to Rockland when I was, like, 20, which was 95. 
And uh, I was out of school already. I went to, you know, all the community colleges, and there really wasn't much for me to do up there. Um, so I ended up moving with my girlfriend to White Plains, and we were um, just doing nothing in my life at that point. I mean, I was a... Uh, Quick question. Family background. Are you, are you, a, child, are you a, child, a child of immigrants? Five, are you five, five first generation? Sisters. We're Americans. My parents are from America. Their parents are from, sorry. Their parents are from America. Uh, their parents are obviously not from America. They're from uh, between Germany and English. So I'm a German Jew. Did they come during the war? I, Did they survive? You know, you I, 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 I had great grandparents alive when I was first born. Now, you mentioned to me that you had Albanian friends. Tons of Albanian friends. Do you know why, as a Jew, you should love Albanians even more? Do you know the history? No, I don't know the history. Albania mm -hmm. was the only country in all of Europe that offered shelter to the Jews during the Holocaust with no strings attached. No way. I never That's number that. one. Wow. Not a single Jew died in Albania during the Holocaust, even though they were both under they were under Mussolini, and then the Nazis, Germans, took over. Wow. They asked for a list. Not a single Jew died, including Albert Einstein, was saved by our nation. No, he came to America with a. An, I don't want to kill my audience; they know already. Came to America with an Albanian passport. Wow. Furthermore, my family, which was involved with the royal family, King Zog was the ruler before World War II broke out, was the leader in charge. My family was in charge of the royal court of Albania. My great-uncle was literally the minister of the royal court. He just passed away a couple of years ago. His name is Muslih. Sir. He was in charge of the king and everything, right? That family was in power. So my family, with that family, was in power that offered that refuge to the Jews. So my family was directly responsible For saving today, they, they say the number's around 160,000 from those survivors. Wow. God bless. Never knew that story. That's a true story. I believe it. That's Sorry for going off on a tangent. I no, thought it's important. No, you should no, know. Yeah, no, I definitely. Now I you really love us. Yeah, no, I've always loved you. Scared me, but I love you. Now you love the Albanians even more. I always love the Albanians. I can't go any further much I love them. I always love them. Very interesting guys. And now one of the best rappers in the world is half Albanian, half Jewish. Who? Action Bronson. Oh, okay. Half Albanian, half Jewish. I just wasn't sure he was the best rapper in the world. <laughs> no, <bro. laughs> well, compared to the shit that's coming yeah, out. Yeah, fa factory, 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 factory. Okay, I don't okay. know. We're going to get into that too then. You can talk to me yeah, about music. We can talk music. It's not, it's not my favorite topic, but sure. Okay, so you're in White Plains. So I moved to White Plains with my girlfriend. I'm not doing much in my life. All I cared about at that age was riding motorcycles and having my car. I was valeting for a valet company. I was a teacher's assistant for, like, a kindergarten class. I didn't care. I just wanted to be able to put gas in my bike, have my girlfriend, and, and that was it. That's all I cared. I had no aspirations um, at that time. Um, I was working for my dad's company, um, and then I got fired from it. Um, why did I get fired? Uh, the new owner took over and hated me and fired me. So um, that whole thing, I thought I was taking his business over that he had like for 30 years. It was an ambulance business in the Bronx called Citywide Ambulance. I'm sure you've seen him before. He owned that. He started I thought I was taking that business over, ended up not taking it over. So now to come 97, uh, I'm a loser, basically, just doing nothing. Um, got into some pretty bad motorcycle accidents, have no job at the point, can't even walk because I'm just laid up from year after year motorcycle accidents. I meet a girlfriend of mine. She moves me out to Scottsdale in 98. Just come out here, live with me. I'm like, why not? I'm doing nothing. Um, lived out there with her for a year. Arizona. Scottsdale, Arizona. Beautiful. Enjoyed that. And um, ended up moving back to the city. Um, and her dad gave me a job. Uh, it was a company. It was an office company. It was tra tracing unclaimed bank accounts. So I had a job. I would go to different different courthouses and, uh, and pull up um, – Uh, estate records and try to find people the next to kin for the money so i was doing that for a while 98 99 and then 99 is kind of where my life kind of changed 
And uh, that's where things just completely, literally changed by one phone call. Like, I remember the day. I, for I the mean, best or for the worst? I, it's wrong. Everything happens for a reason. Facts. So, for the best or the worst. But this is where my life took a turn where no one knows. And I, I'm, I'm, I almost don't want to say talk about it because I feel like it's just not the right thing. It's not the worst thing, but. You're not the first person, by the way, on the show that's done this. Okay. Meaning so, that it happens. Okay. It comes out. And I'm on live. There's a lot of people here. I mean, listen, it is what it is. I'm, I'm going to get into this. So. It might not be a big deal to a lot of people either. It might be, eh, whatever, what's the big deal? But for me to talk about it, and, and when you hear how deep things went, it's, it's pretty wild. Um, we all have passed, Wayne. We've all I mean, been down the I don't down even, I don't even know if I'm supposed to talk about this legally, actually. <laughs> so maybe you know don't, maybe don't, don't give up. Yeah, you know maybe. what? I'm not even into it. I don't even know who's listening, and I don't even know what, can, unfortunately, can come back out of this. So I'll just leave that be. Let's just say you went down the dark road. I went, you wouldn't believe it. It was bad. You wouldn't believe it. You, John, <laughs> my cop friend, said, "Who wonder who's watching?" And my cop friend picks up. Um, yeah, you wouldn't. Uh, you wouldn't even. Uh, I, I wouldn't believe it. It was. You got caught up with the wrong people. Well, they were the huh? right people at the time, but yeah, the wrong people doing some bad things. Probably there were some things that uh, you know I built an empire of doing things. There was a. Uh, You're trying to make money. Yeah, you did but, what you uh, had to do. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was wild. Like, you know, and my parents, them not understanding, seeing things, and I'm me having a lie. Why do you have eight cars, and why do you have this, and why do you have that? I'm like, oh, no, I'm just, you know, I'm selling the motorcycles, and blah, blah, blah. And, oh, wow, my phone turned off at the perfect time. That's fucking, that is fucking, that's God right there for you, boy. That is fucking God. <laughs> that is God. Do you want me to talk about it? Listen, statute of limitations has passed. Right? Okay, we're not going to talk it been, about it. Has it been over 10 years? Oh, yeah. And we're not going to talk about detail, details. No right? details. So, 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 just yeah. say you got caught up in the uh, wrong so, things. Let's talk some stories. Let's talk. So one day, I want to tell a story. So it's a crazy story. I, I wanted an NSX so bad. So bad. I was, like, saving my little pennies for it. Um, and for car people, that's accurate. Accurate, right. I made a phone call. I found one in the car buyer's market. And uh, I called up the guy. And I said, you have a car I want? He said, oh, come out to Queens. I'll meet you. I was like, okay, cool. I said, do you have the car? He said, yeah, I got the car. I'm like, okay, cool. He's like, meet me in Northern, Northern Boulevard, the, um, the uh, uh, Burger King, Northern Boulevard, right there at the BQ. I said, cool. This is 99. I pull up. There's no NSX. I'm like, the hell is this? A guy pulls up on a Ducati. Hey, man, I just want to make sure you know you're good. I'll be right back from the car. I'm like, this is weird. Why would the guy pull up on a bike, then comes back in the car, I'm like, wow, this is it. I love this car. So I, we drive it around. I tell him I want to buy the car. He goes, all right, cool. I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. Next day I call him. I come out to Queens. He's like, oh, I don't have the car anymore. I'm like, what What happened? He goes, oh, the police took it. I'm like, why is that? And I was just something. I wasn't registered or something. He goes, but you want to hang out tonight? I'm like, the hell? You wanna, I don't even know you. He's like, come on, I'll take you to dinner. I feel bad about the car. And uh, th- this is where it started my worst life. I met a guy who was this. A complete, like, utter, like, straight criminal. He was in auto theft rings, any type of fucking drug ring, any type of identity rings. It straight was criminal. Straight, straight criminal. criminal. And, you know, he's, of course, hanging around with, uh, hanging around with this guy, uh, you know, led me to just meet other people that then got me into this path of just doing so much wild stuff and thinking it was normal to do. And it was, you know. Maybe this whatever. is how you get ahead. Maybe yeah. a shortcut to life, right? Yeah. Anyway, so met, met, met the guy, um, ended up going out to a club one day. Um, I go, damn, can I make some more money? He goes, yeah, I'll introduce my boy. You know how to sell ecstasy? I'm like, what the fuck is ecstasy? He's like, these pills. You like to hang out in Sound Factory. You know, Sound Factory is obviously the oh, club. Oh, trust me, I know yeah. all about okay. Sound Factory. I wish I could tell you my story. Um, 
Hey, shout out to Paris. Fuck Paris. <laughs> Fuck Paris. Um, shout out to Jonathan Peters. Definitely yeah, shout out to Jonathan Peters, not shout out to Paris. Let I, I the sunshine. Yeah. Yeah, At oh, fucking yeah. six in the morning You're like what yeah, the fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. Walking Friday Come out Monday Exactly It'll exactly. never be like that again No never That was I, I that was, was I would walk out Friday Come in Monday I would wake up at Four in the morning To go to the club People never understood that They still never, understand. never I don't understand that I will, I will fast forward this And just get So I ended up Getting 50 pills of ecstasy uh, Fast forward six months later I'm dealing with the Dominicans 10, 20, 30,000 pills coming in. Like, I got so much pills all over every damn house. It was crazy. And I'm flipping pills, and then all of a sudden, 9 11 hits. And I'm sitting on, I don't know, thousands of pills. And I'm like, what the hell? Who's going to fucking take ecstasy now? I got to, you know, my life is good. I'm making good money. I'm fucking chilling. And I then I get into the weed game. And, then, and I all of a sudden, um, I have this thing going around New York City and. It just I just stayed in that for a long time and, and everything that goes with that and all the drama and any close calls when? Oh on your life? Uh, plenty. Attempted robberies on you. Yeah, kidnappings. So I'm trying to tell you, I had one of my workers kidnapped and I had to have a guy in jail that was in jail in the feds, thank God he had a phone, call the guys that kidnapped him and speak some real jail blood crip language to get him released and not mess with me. It was crazy. Like and this is this happened in the upper east side of Manhattan. Okay, yeah, wild, wild stuff. This is not like this is this, this is movie thing. shit. Bro. Movie shit. Let me say, I can go into any restaurant, book shit, at any time in Manhattan, any good restaurant, at any time in Manhattan, get a table and eat dinner for free. I walked in because you know I was the guy. They wanted to wait. It was crazy, and I'm like, I can't. And I would never have thought in a million years, in a million years, in a million years that I would be this person. You know, I grew up went to private school. You know, Canary Jewish Day School and. It blew my mind. Um, I never wanted to stay there doing that. I had to figure Did out. Did you like the, the danger aspect of it at all? The danger. Were you no, an adrenaline junkie? I mean, you liked yeah, bikes. Yeah, I love bikes. You were bikes, crashing yes. left and right. I love bikes. Um, Do you think any of that pulled you in? No. I mean, what when we're young, brother, was, we feel invincible. I've been there myself. What pulled me in was, you know, it was hand over fist money. It was just it was so dope. Like, I just had everything I wanted. Like, it was crazy. I'm like, wow, this is like, this is sick. And, you know, there's definitely some times where things were a little nerve-wracking, but the things we were doing were just so, like, put together properly and, you know, really, unless someone was telling on you, wasn't really any chance of anything to happen, you know, or, or someone does something dumb. But I hate, I, listen, I didn't like it. After, after a few years, I had to figure out a way to get out. But I couldn't because I didn't have a business. I didn't want to stay working for the company I was working for. Like, it was either do what I do or, and stay at the company or have to quit both jobs to start a business because there's no way to focus on, on three things that you really care about. Fast forward to 2010, um, the guy that I get my things from, he gets killed in a motorcycle accident. Um, bad one, terrible. I feel terrible from burned alive. And uh, he had all these books and pads. He owed me a lot of money. And long story short, I never got the money back. And that year was the year the, the, the kidnapping happened. So much things happened. And I said, I got to get out of this. I said, you I'm, know what? I'm ahead right now. Let me get the fuck out. Yeah. I said, well, I was really just even at this point. I was like, I'm just happy I'm okay. That's what I meant. Right, 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 right. God has blessed me with these years of not putting me into I'm a I'm not situation. in jail. Let me get the fuck out while I can. Exactly. I had an epiphany. Exactly. I said, you know what? Enough is enough. This year has been nothing but bad stuff. It never ha- has never happened. Wayne, enough is enough. Quit. I think I had uh, 10 grand left to my name, $10,000. I completely just like, just cold turkey what I was doing completely like you know and, and there was value to what I had and I just didn't care and let it go and 
Um, I spoke to my brother. I said, listen, let's, let's start this business. It was a business we were talking about for years. We were originally going to start it in 08, the business. It was going to be a car rental business. But because the crisis of the financial crisis happened in 08, I was like, okay, we can't do this now. Who the hell is going to rent the freaking Lamborghini? Nobody. So 2010 came, which this is actually my 10th anniversary right, right now, which I haven't even talked about, which I'll get into that in a minute. 2010 came, and I said, Oren, um, let's buy a car. Um, we'll, we'll buy a car. We'll, we'll, our whole goal is to have a concierge service. We don't want to be a, a driver. But I said, we'll buy a car, a Mercedes. We'll do jobs in the Mercedes for whatever the cheapest company is in New York City, which is a Dial 7 at the time. So whatever Dial 7's costs were, I'm going to do the same cost but less in a Mercedes. So if you go to the airport for $80 in a Lincoln, you're going to the JFK with me for $50 in a nice Benz. And not a black one. I had, you know, super nice. And I'm a car guy. And that was it. So you'd either have me or Oren driving. And Oren, if it doesn't work, we'll sell the car. What's the worst that could happen? We, I have to do something. I want to do something. And, that's and I don't it. want to work for no one. Right. I don't want to work for nobody, and, and I want to do this. And then eventually I you know, had all these ideas, and my company will get us, you know, use us as the car service, and this person and that person, which none of those people ever did. It's crazy. They all promised. So we started like that, bought one car, um, get one ride every, every now and then. And I would get so excited when my phone would ring. It would be 3 in the morning. I have to pick someone up in Manhattan. I was living in Dobbs Ferry at the time at 5 in the morning to make $35. And I'd be so excited about this phone and this call and building and growing that I never, it never even felt like work to me. It was like it was 30 degrees out. I didn't care. I was, had to drive to the city for $35 so just to drive downtown, pick someone up, drop them to the airport, and then go back to Dobbs Ferry and go to sleep for 30 or $40. And that was the beginning, and I, and I loved it. Eventually, um, we got two calls in one day here and there. So we'd rent another car, so Oren would do the other call. And um, so you started building, started, started building. Clients. Yes, it, it, it was pretty much the same clients, but they would like give us their friends and referrals, you know. Because of course, who doesn't want to go in a Mercedes for less than it costs to go in a Dow Seven car? It's, what did you call it back then? It was Precision Concierge. That's what it's called, Precision Concierge. And uh, I would suit and tie the whole nine yards. So would Oren, um, was my brother, my partner. Um, so eventually, three, three fast forward three months, we're in December now of 2010. And, you know, we would get so many, we get at least two calls a week at the same time. So now every time I rented a car for a day, the car rental was three, four hundred dollars just, for, you know, we'd rent an Escalade. I was like, Gordon, it's kind of crazy. Once a week, we're renting an Escalade. So we're at least spending $1,600 a month just on having it. We might as well go buy one now. It's going to cost us the same monthly payment anyway. Get the Escalade. I'm getting to a point. I want to show you how kind of we were doing things and how things tra- move so fast. Um, and it's important. Yeah. It's important. And it, it'll inspire people to, to do the same and not, not be scared. Um, so December, now we have the Mercedes, we have the Escalade, it's cool, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're making a couple calls a week, and we're, we're meeting people, and, you know, these people travel a lot, which is good, and, you know, we're constantly working, and, you know, we're, we're moving forward in the business. I still have my day job, though. I still have Tracing Missing Heirs, Unclaimed Bank Accounts, which now I've already... Now Can we already hit have, that for one second? Yeah. What happens if you don't find the people? The money goes to the state, and it stays there until someone claims So it. how does your... You did it for the state? I did it for a private company who got lists from the banks already... And we were, you know, because the banks want the money and keep the money in the bank. So they want a private company to go out there and find the people and keep, you know, then give them the money. And obviously then they use the bank and the money stays in the bank and the people have their money versus just going to the state. So they would kind of pay your company a like, percentage, like you would pay someone to serve someone on a lawsuit almost. Basically. Only when you collected the money. Yeah, though. I get right, it. Right, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, weird. that's Sick business. business for fucking everything. Oh, sick business. Sick business. Um, Interesting. Never heard of it. Yeah. And I know I, those unclaimed funds. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what but I don't know if guys, people actually, banks actually hire companies. Yeah, no, they don't. Well, they don't. We, you know, we solicit the banks to work for them. Hey, we want to help you because they don't want that money out of the bank. They want the money in the bank still. 
So they want people like us to try to. Oh, would it be large state. amounts unclaimed? Uh, it could be anything from you know we wouldn't do anything less than like five grand, but it'd be five grand to there's been cases you know millions and millions of dollars. You know that's not the regular, but I've I've met hey maybe people. one of those emails is real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not a Nigerian. Yeah, guy. no, exactly. it could have been someone exactly. like Wayne saying, "Yo, listen, we're looking for you." I brought a homeless person once. I found the homeless person in the address they had him listed as, which was his mother's address in the, in the village. Two hundred something thousand dollars. I I found him. He was crazy. homeless. Homeless, but he was ha- happened to be staying in his mom's apartment who passed away. I brought him to the office. I took him up in the elevator. He didn't even know what the elevator was. That's how gone this guy was. I was like, I forgot his name. I said, Mr. Feldman or whatever. Um, I'm going to take you back home to your house now. Tomorrow morning, I'll pick you up. You're going to come back here, do some more paperwork, and then you'll have the money. I don't want to go to my house. I got to go to the park and collect my cans. I'm like, you don't need to collect cans anymore. You have $240,000 sole air. You're getting all the money. I want to go collect my cans. The people in the office say, Wayne, just let him go collect his cans. You'll meet him at the house tomorrow. I'm just like, I can't believe this guy wants to collect his cans. And that's how gone he so was. Mentally, yeah. Mentally, mentally gone. And, of course, we never saw him again. Ever. You can never find him again. Out there. Never find him again. That's <laughs> crazy. So the state got that money. And I even told him at the door when I was fighting for him to come. I said, listen, if you don't want the money, just give it to me. You can sign it over sign to me. I don't care. And uh, I'll come give you yeah, I, I, please sign over to me. I'll buy you a whole box of cans. Yeah, it was crazy. So there was a few people I had to deal with like that, and they just didn't, they're so gone they didn't want the money. Wow. Um, so fast forward December, four months in, my brother and I, you know, we bought two cars. We had the Benz and Escalade. We're a couple calls a week. Um, we're meeting good people. Then I said, Warren, how are we going to? What are we going to do to, you know, get more clients? You know, I, this is before Instagram's really popping. What are we going to do? What can we do? Oh, we got to get a cool car. You know, of course, I'm into cars, so I want to do things that I like. Let's find out about those Escalades that look like, you know, private jets inside. You know, before the Sprinters came out, they were doing their hooky up Escalades. So um, I found one on eBay, and it was a blue one, and it was in Greenwich. I said, damn, whoever owns this, this car right here is someone important. First of all, it's blue. Second of all, they're in Greenwich. So that's a, somebody that's very important. Whoever's getting driven around is for sale. I said, I want to go see that truck just to see why the heck it's $180,000, $200,000 just to convert the truck. And I want to know who's, who's in this truck because this is a very important person. Ralph Lauren had that car. And um, uh, what was it? Ralph Lauren and the other guy, uh, Tommy Hilfiger. They both had blue Escalades at the, back in the day. So I was like, it's got to be one of them. So I, I reach out to the uh, eBay people. They say, okay, you can meet uh, me Tuesday morning, 37th Street, uh, 15 West 37th Street at 1 o'clock. We'll be there. All right. I show up. My brother. My brother has a broken leg at the time. He's on crutches. I have sweatpants. It's April. Huh? It's rough. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough. It's you know how I know? I got thrown out of his office. My office used to be on 38th and 8th. I used to knock on doors, and I ran. I was trying to get him to do real, let me do his real estate. Oh, Ralph Lauren. Wait, who? Ralph Lauren. Oh, no, it was Ralph Lauren. It, it wasn't. wasn't. No, no. I'm going to get to that. It wasn't Ralph Lauren. Sorry, I didn't know. I thought he says rough. He says Ralph. Ralph. Oh, that was Ralph, yeah. Yeah. So it was a uh, third. He was in the area. He was in the area. So we get there. My brother's on the crutches. I'm dressed like how I dress. I'm talking to the driver. I'm like, yeah, this is nice. I'm like, so uh, who, whose truck is this? Because, you know, this is the driver. And she's like, it's, uh, his name is Richard Baker. I'm like, who the hell is Richard Baker? He goes, oh, he owns, he owns uh, Lord and Taylor and uh, he owns uh, Hudson Bay. You know, we're outside Lauren Taylor. So I'm like, oh, okay. Crazy. All right. Owns it. Owns it. Owns it, not the man. Owns it. Hudson Bay and Lord and Taylor at that time. Now forget about what he owns. Now it's just insane. Um, so he comes out. Hey guys, nice young guy. That I mean, this is ten years ago. He was like, he's probably 50, he's probably forty eight at the time. Now he's probably fifty eight. Um, he goes, hey, so what do you guys think of the truck? I'm like, oh well, Mr. Baker. Of course, I love the truck. He goes, okay, so you're gonna buy it? I'm like, to be honest, with you he won one hundred twenty thousand. It was a two thousand seven car. He won one hundred twenty grand for. It. I said, truthfully. Mr. Baker, I don't have 120000 to buy the car. 
he goes, I'll tell you what, why don't you, uh, you know, give me like, can you give me 90 and I'll give you a loan? This is what he's telling us in the street. This is a tycoon, like straight tycoon. It's fucking pennies. Right. I'm like, this guy give me some loan. I don't even know this guy. I'm like, Mr. Baker, again, uh, even if you gave me a loan and, and I bought the car, I couldn't see myself spending 120 He goes, so tell me what you want to pay. I said, I mean, I don't want to insult you. He said, you're not going to insult me. I said, well, listen, if you said you could have this car for 50 grand, I would figure out a way to come up with $50,000 right now and get this car. You know, I said, we just bought two cars. You know, we're just in the beginning. So Oren goes, I'll tell you what, we'll give you $75,000 and $25,000 in service. He goes, be in my office tomorrow. He had another office in Westchester for his real estate. Be there. That's a deal. Signed papers that day. Six months, I never hear from him. I tell Lauren, I said, I don't feel right. Like, I want to, like, pay this guy's debt off. I want to finish with him. So he calls the assistant, hey, we're the guys that bought the truck. We owe the debt. We want to pay it off. They start scheduling us uh, every day. Now he travels to Canada basically three days a week for, on his private jet from Westchester Airport to Canada. Three days a week. So I'm picking him up for 100 bucks. I'm literally driving to the city. Uh, no, uh, Westchester because he was in Greenwich. So I'm going up to pick him up in Greenwich, bring him back down. This guy's phone would not stop ringing from 6 in the morning until he got on the plane at 7. Nonstop. I mean, it was like he was the super CEO. The numbers. He's like the fucking guy in billions, bro. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Big guy. guy, Yeah, big monster like that. Monster. Did not play around at all. Like, seriously, like, had that life. Like, like, really had that life. This house is so crazy. Everything. You know, he used the plane like a taxi. And he didn't have a small plane. He had, like, a G5 or whatever. Something crazy. And drove him every day. Slowly built the relationship with him to the point where I would come. He would give me coffee in his house. This is a guy that has 10 different assistants. So that's how the business got started. You know, we'd, we'd throw, you know, Hail Marys here, meet people, network with people, and then then from there, it's just, you know, one thing to another, and then we're with Saladin, and we're over here, we're over there, and eventually I ended up, um, well, I ended up getting fired from my job. So they, they started seeing my Instagram. They didn't understand why a guy like me makes $36,000, has better cars than the owner, and they just didn't even understand, <laughs> so it was fired. So they clipped you because of that. Yeah. Um, then I just was showing just building relationships with people, loving what I did, and so it transitions not it tra- so just we kind of backtrack yeah it. so you transition from basically a high end car service mm-hmm. and now you have this vision I transition from high end car service never really transition we still do car service I mean now we don't because of COVID but it's just the network started changing and that was the goal is always to meet other people to see how we could do things other things I never wanted to be a driver my whole life I, I no, of course see, not. I have ideas I want to see and then you know slowly but surely within the first. Um, Five months, I bought a Maybach with, um, have you seen the guy on my page, Dave Lynn? He was my client at first. Hey, hey, Wayne, uh, you want to get a car with me? Just And that's how these little deals started. So eventually, I bought a jet with him. I mean, things got on, and that was the biggest mistake of my life. That was uh, our 50th anniversary. So we constantly started doing little things with different people, and slowly but surely, just Oren would get close with one person or another person, and finally, King Saladin came around out of nowhere, loved us, then we started managing him, and... Now he's just, an artist. He's an artist, painting okay, so artist. Forgive us because there's so many. Sorry, people so and much. I know, and I'm ignorant sometimes. And I, I've seen I, him. I see you shining him out all the time. Yeah, we manage him. We met him. I, on I the love humble. the name. He's named after one Thank of the greatest you. heroes in history. Yeah, that's the holler. Good. Where, where's he from? He's from Philly, West Philly. Respect. Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground. Spent most of my days. So Wayne, you you transitioned this company into a network. Right and a concierge service in the best cities in New- in, in America, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So, what are the services you provide? Your who? If you how, first of all, what's in it for me to become a part of PCNY? What do you do for me if I'm your client? And you know, elaborate on that. Well, what we do. For remember, you, people I mean, have no listen, idea what you build, do. So, so all of our all of our stuff is really all of our connect all of our 
my customers all for weird, strange relationships where we get referrals. We never advertise this business. Even to this day, think about my Instagram. How many times did you ever see me advertise my car service? Not once. I have, but I've you, seen. you wouldn't see because it's once in a blue, like once every five months I might put a couple of sprinters up. Never advertised it um, for a lot of reasons. One, I love the referrals because the referrals keep, you know. Solid. Solid. And so it's one CEO, he's going to refer me to another CEO versus, you know, random people hitting me up, maybe paying, maybe not paying, giving me a hard time. Because, listen, IG is a great place, but it's also put me through hell Instagram. You know, we've dealt, dealt with a lot of problems because it, um, but with the car service, I just let it rock. It's been great with referrals and, and it's worked. And um, we just build relationships and just people ask, you know, we, we say we're here to make your life easier. So what could ever make your life easier? Like, say, for instance, when your mic blows, let me call Wayne. Instead of calling a store and an Uber, let me just call Wayne. Wayne, I need a microphone, 678D. They sell it at this store. Please go get it. And, you know, I know you. You're already situated with me. I have to worry about nothing. I'm just going to get it done for you. It's not complicated. I know you're going to pay the fee, whatever it is. And if there is a fee or, Wayne, I need the reservation tonight at this restaurant. And, okay, I got you back. No problem. You know, things, simple things like that. But to the, to the, to the greatest part of one day I was told uh, my boy Gordon, I just land back in New York. This is how crazy it gets. This is, where I, this, this is what I love about my, my business. So you make it happen. You I make, it, make ha- it happen. I'm a make man. it happen person. This is, the, this is one of my favorite make it happens. I land. I just came back from Miami. I was on a trip. It's 8 o'clock at night. My phone rings. It's a Wednesday. Frank Gordon. He's crazy, this guy. Wayne, I have my LFA here. I need it to be in Palm Springs for Saturday. It's Wednesday night. I'm like, Gordon, it's Wednesday. The, the, even if we got you a truck tomorrow morning, it'd have to leave tomorrow morning guaranteed, and it wouldn't have, and it can't stop. So there's no way that I could guarantee to find a truck. It's 8 at night now that's picking you up really in a couple hours. Otherwise, he goes, Wayne, I don't want you to truck it. I want you to drive it. I don't, do you know what LFA is? The Lexus? Explain to, explain to people who okay. don't. A Lexus... LFA is a very special car that Lexus made for one or maybe two years. Um, it was about a half a million dollars. No one, no one has these. If they do, you don't drive them. And then you definitely don't pay someone to drive it across country so you can put it on a track in two days. Okay? <laughs> you don't pay someone to do that. And who asked you to do this? My friend Gordon, um, a.k.a. Trade Coin Online, the most interesting man in the world. Um, he wears two watches, one on each wrist usually. He carries, different time zones? Yeah. I don't know, different different <laughs> galaxies. He carries uh, jewels on him, not cash, in case he ever has to like have tons of money without having tons of money on him. So he'll carry high, 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 high value jewels in case he gets ever into any trouble. And he has you know ten sat phones at all times. It's like he's on another another planet. So that was the coolest thing I've ever done. I got paid uh, five grand. I grabbed my uh, brother in law Merv at the time. I said, Merv, the car's down on Seventy Sixth Street. Meet me over there. And um, wow. We drove across country, got pulled over once in uh, Pennsylvania. It was crazy. The you drove it to like, Florida? No, we drive it to L.A. Shit. Yeah, L.A. L.A. Cross I took video of the whole thing. Everybody's like, oh, this guy's just driving. And people don't even put 100 miles on that. I just put 3,000. We get pulled. This guy was so crazy. We get pulled over in Pennsylvania instantly. We're doing like 90. Cops like, your plate doesn't match up. I'm like, what do you mean the plate doesn't? Yeah, your plate's coming back to Mercedes. So I called Gordon. I'm like, Gordon. I'm with the state police, the Philadelphia State, Pennsylvania State Police. They said the plate. He's like, let me talk to him for a second, Wayne. Give him the phone, whatever. Cop passing back. All right, guys, take care. I'm like, hey, Gordon, what's up? He's like, no, you know what it is, Wayne? I put that plate on for you just in case you have to run from the cops. The real plate is in the car. You could throw that one away and then put the real plate on. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? And I don't know what he told the cop because the cop didn't change the plates. 
And I'm with my partner. I'm like, but we can't even speed the rest of the country. We don't even have the right plate on this car. We get all the way to Las Vegas finally, almost two days later, and we decide to take a picture. I parked the car sideways on the strip. Of course, the cop is there, pulls us over. I'm like, we're done. This cop is pissed. Everything's fake. No, he wants. He said, "What do you think you're doing?" Next thing you know, I'm like, oh, "We're so done, Merv. I don't know why we did this." Next thing you know, he's like, he pulls off on me. He, hey, we got another call. We got to go shooting. I'm like, "Oh, thank God." Someone so crazy. Up. Someone's so crazy. I'm like, "Thank God." This guy, the fake place. So yeah, that was some of the cool things I've done. Many other cool things. I've met many amazing people through this business. And you know, I'm, I'm a smart guy. I like to say, not stupid. And I, I bust my ass when I when I meet someone, and and and, and I build a real relationship. I'm not just because I meet you. I know you're. Someone I should work with if we have a connection, you know, first, and then it's just going to happen. So, you know, let me take that back. I build connections with people with relationships. Let's, let's hit on that for a second because I, I launch, I'm launching a new series. It's called It Is Only Business. And the first three or four videos on this new series is about networking, how important it is and how to do it properly mm. and, and what it is. To me, I look at life like a jigsaw puzzle. And all these people you meet, because unfortunately when you're younger, and I made this mistake, holding on to, like the tools people have today to keep track, take the picture of the person if they let you, put their name, the number, social media. You know, our generation, we had to deal with Rolodexes, business cards before all this stuff. So I've lost contacts, brother, that I'm I'm killing myself now. This is what we're talking about almost 20 years later. People don't realize you meet someone 20 years ago, that person might be so important to you 20 years from now. You, it might not even be in that arena that they're in, right. in that industry that they're in. So my only advice to anyone that listens is that in the jigsaw of life, people you meet every day are like jigsaw puzzle pieces. Mm-hmm. And to build this beautiful picture in life, you never know how you're going to put them all together. And then it, I mean, you can probably, you're probably the proof of this. You start putting these pieces together and things just start happening. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know a guy that does this. and I got, Let me put them together. The guys, give me just a little taste. It's a little from my from my time. It doesn't always happen like that. Yeah, it doesn't happen like that. But it doesn't hurt to ask. Doesn't hurt that. Doesn't, you know. But networking got you to where you are. Networking and, and meeting some you know, blessed to meet some great people and I've been given some amazing opportunities and seen some amazing things. And now after ten years it's time for everything that I've built that me and Orrin have built actually to uh, really apply it to this world. Um, you know, we we've been kind of sitting back for ten years and just accumulating what we're doing. But now it's time for PCMY to have a main base, a physical base. Everything PCMY is just his phone. There is no. You are PCMY. I am PCMY. There is and no. And your brother. Right. 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 It's your brother. Right. They're my brother. But there is no. Hey, let me go check PCMY. Let me pull up to the car wash. Let me pull up. There is not. There's none of that. And it's crazy to have this and have none of that. And I know if I had that, a location, a real location, something different than no one's ever had, it, it'll. Everything. It would just go crazy instantly, and, and that's like a a headquarters, a headquarters, clubhouse, a members, 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 like members, headquarters. One and room they can smoke cigars in. Every huh? of course, can super I come? High with yeah, yes. super high end lounge. Podcast. I already, I already have it situated. I'm gonna have a lounge. Uh, Phil Pine's gonna design the lounge. I'm gonna give him his own lounge there. Let me tell you something. I don't know where the, our location will be. It'll be you know between here, LA, Miami, one of each maybe. But he will have his own lounge there. Let me tell you where his lounges are. He has two in the whole world. Besides in his stores. He has one in a club called Jimmy Z's, which is in Monaco. In Monte Carlo, sorry. And he has one in the AC Monaco arena, the football arena, in the, there. That's it. We're going to have that. And you're, you're, it's going to be a members only. But it's not going to be a, a snobby members only where you got to pay and be a member and pay. Through, no. And act like No, right. It won't be that. It's going to be you have to support the brand. When every time a hat comes out, a shirt comes out, you need to buy it. 
you need to be all about the brand. You need to spend a certain amount of money on car. I'm not taking your money just to take a membership. You actually really have to be about it. You have to bring other people involved in the whole situation. No, not, you're not forced to do that, but it'll happen. You have to be part of it. You have to want to be there. And then we will have the sick lounge, cigars, drinks. I'll have food. I'll have things that'll be next level. And, and you will be in a room how around amazing, guys. How amazing would it be to have this in major cities across the world? Oh, it would be insane. Let's talk and about a real network. have the whole situation where we will have a podcast room. We will have a studio. We will have, I mean, everything. Trust me. I, I'm not listen, I, I'm not naive to anything. I, I get it, but I want to. I want to do it. I want to do it right, and give give these people that are these entrepreneurs that rub that are, have the same mindset as me an opportunity to be around other guys genuinely. Give them this this lifestyle. Like, yeah, I want to do a podcast. I want to jump. I have, I have things I want to talk about that would never have the opportunity to do it because it's just not there. Like with the giving back. Let's bring it to the giving back. A lot of people you never think if you pull up on my giving back day that they're into giving back. They don't feel like standing on the soup line. And we're going to get to that. Right. Because you've done so much of that. That's how I right. met you. Right. I didn't meet you because of all the cars and the big shot. I met you on the streets, man, feeding the homeless. Right. Literally. And we're going to yeah. get to that. Let's backtrack a second. Everyone loves Philip Plan, man. His yeah. shoes are fire. Sneakers, mm. I should oh, yeah. Say. He's People. definitely killing it. Okay. How did you meet up with this guy? How did you become friends with this guy? Um, I've seen you do some rallies yeah. with him. Um, Alec Monopoly. No, the artist. An amazing artist, yeah. yeah. He always uses the Monopoly guy a lot in the pieces. Yeah, he definitely uses that. He's a Miami cat. Uh, yeah, uh, he's actually originally Hamptons, and then he went to um, Miami, L.A. Love his artwork. Shout yeah. out to him. Yeah, Alex, good guy, good guy. Still um, good friends great, with him? Yeah, good friends with him. Yeah, listen, good guy, put me on with someone. He Doesn't sees, he do a lot of this? Uh, not anymore. He was crazy. doing that for He a while. did that forever. That's you know, like that's almost like he was forecasting <laughs> COVID. Yeah, yeah, but. and then when, then when COVID came, he put took it off. off. But, you know, he took it off a week before COVID came. He, took, he decided to say, we done with it. Because now everyone has to do it. He was the and artist. He was our, and then it's, it's almost crazy. crazy it's right? crazy. Oh, it's crazy. It. He had they it say on. he jinxed it because we took it off a week before. And then, you know, of course, it's like, wow, I just stopped wearing my wet mask. And then COVID comes and um, it's wild. Um, he So he hit me up. He goes, Wayne, my friend Philip is uh, in New York. I, I He wants to send his car out to Platinum, which is another place in L.A. that does the car hook up. He wants to make... His car, he wants the rims. He wants to do the front front end conversion from Series 1 to Series 2. Okay. I told him that you could do it so he doesn't have to ship his car. I'm like, and I don't even have a shop. Imagine. He's hitting me up thinking, like, I have a shop. I'm like, um, I guess I could do it. I mean, whatever. Let me, let, let me see what I could do. So I talked to uh, my boy, Alan, who has a shop down the street, New Age. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Fireplace. Right around the corner. My cigar Check lounge is right there. Right around the corner. Yeah, I always see you there. Like, oh, I can't well, get I can't get. Wayne. you have that cigar lounge, though? I can't get Wayne to f- Come on my show. He's so f-ing busy. Meanwhile, I'm literally next door to him. But I don't feel like coming outside because it's hot. You were there wow. like two days ago. Yeah, days yeah, ago before that. Well, I, cr- I didn't know that was your... I, didn't, I know you said it the other day, but I didn't... We really should do some PC and Y there too, man. There's a girl that a friend of mine used to work there. What's her name? Um, Spanish girl. I don't know her name. I know who you're talking about. Little, little thick ass. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know her name. Dominican. Uh, Dominican, yeah. And she yeah. does the credit repair stuff and... I, I don't know. I never got into this. Oh, okay. But... Um, but, yeah, that place, they do some serious... I mean, come on, man. We're in New York. We know how to yeah, customize yeah, yeah. cars. We so started this customized yeah. shit, bro. Exactly. So he says... Uh, Shout out to my Puerto Ricans and Dominicans that... Uh, come on. Ooh, that yeah, wasn't a West Coast that, thing. No, that man. was not. That was. It was Jerome Avenue status. That was a f- You know, I met the guy's father that Fast and Furious is based on. I have a... Nah, who's that? Frank Perone, bro. Frank Perone. From the Bronx. From the Bronx. Who's Vin that? Diesel studied that guy's father for the part that he played in Fast and Furious. Really? He was a Bronx legend in drag racing, bro. Bronx legend. Definitely didn't, definitely didn't know that. Like, I, should introduce you to, yeah. I should introduce you to his son. You should see the car. It's called, uh, what was it called? The Bronx? Some 
I have it. It's on my. I got it on my playlist. Yeah, I love looking at that over there. I feel like I'm on a real deal. I mean, I know I'm on the real deal, but seeing it is. Oh, we haven't even begun. We haven't begun. So hold on. So let me get to um. The so let's not, let's not backtrack. So let's. You, just, you asked about Philip Pine and how I met yeah, him. Yeah. So you're with Philip Pine. You, you, you're about to connect, customize his car. But before, why don't people to understand? You've been doing car rallies. You've been doing events. You've been doing some amazing stuff that you know they're going to see on your Instagram and they're going to pull it up and you know it's at PCNY at PCNY. On Instagram, so if you're listening right now, just pull up this guy's Instagram. Look, pictures, man. Look at his videos. Unbelievable. So you, so the, basically, you, Alec Monopoly, amazing artist, right? Reaches out to you, says, yeah, out to I got a car from my boy Phil. Do you know it's Philip Plant? I have no idea Philip Plant. You don't even know who no, it is. No clue. Do you ever rock his clothes? Because them sneakers ah, is expensive. Uh, yeah, very expensive. Everything is expensive, but and beautiful. Then, yeah, very beautiful. Very. So expensive, how do you end up hooking up with him? Never, uh, never knew who he was. Um, Alex, like, yo, this is a mad cool guy. Make him happy. He's a great person. Um, all right, cool. I'm, I, don't worry, Alex. I got you. Link up with him. Try to do his car for him. It, it's it's a big job. It's never even been done before. So, you know, I come meet him one day at the plaza to tell him why his car's not ready. And, you know, most people get, you know, uh, what's the word? Um, get uh, intimidated by, you know, rich people, people that are just, a, you know, higher up and, you know, I'm so used to being around those people through my business. You know, I'm immune to it. Not that I was ever. They're humans, bro. Yeah, humans. But I'm just, you know, it's nothing new to me. You know, it's nothing new to be around a celebrity or whatever, which, Facts. you know, whatever. Um, so, you know, I talk to them differently. And, and, you know, in a lot of cases, most people want things from these people. Not that I talk different. I just talk to them how we're talking. And just no, there's no like. Uh. So I tell him, listen, uh, your car's not ready. He goes, what do you mean my car's not ready? I'm like. Phil, your car's not ready. The reason it's not ready is because you have us doing something that's never been done before. So there can't be a real timeline. Even much as I want to tell you it was going to be ready, it's not because it's never been done. So what I did do for you is I have an, a brand-new Porsche Turbo outside of you. I'm giving it to you for the week. Don't worry about it. I know you're here because he doesn't live here. So you come in traveling. He's really pissed. So He lives where? In he lives, in, uh, he lives in, in, um, in the south of France, in Cannes. Is he French or German? He's German. But he lives in he lives all he lives in Switzerland. He lives he's in, all over the place. Yeah, Lugano, and he's building a dream home in L.A. And uh, so yeah, so I say, listen, I'm sorry. It is what it is. Okay, Wayne, please. Next week, I don't want to drive this fucking Porsche. I'm like, okay, bro. I'm <laughs> like doing the best I can. Yeah. This has got to be yeah. Nine Eleven Turbo. Not even like I gave him a Panamera. Nine Eleven Turbo. <laughs> and um, long story short, that was the first year he had a, his uh, show here in America. Um, I get him his car back finally, and he's happy. He's oh, have fun at the show. Meanwhile, I'm standing in the back of the show next to the hot dog stand. I'm like, this is this is crazy where I'm standing. I can't believe like so much for being, you know, you talking about fashion show. Close, yeah, fashion show. So much for being close to the guy. Guys, I'm guy, guy, standing by a hot dog truck. You know, everybody else is Alec got VIP sitting front row. This that. I'm like, but what? Whatever. I, I don't deserve. You know, I don't know him. Like I appreciate him even getting me in the show. And uh, fast forward after that, he leaves. Um, next time he comes in, hey, can you do something else for me? I'm like, sure. He's, hey, can you pick me up at the airport? Yeah, I pick you up at the airport. And then we just built a relationship on just uh, me being someone that could help him. And then, um, you know, me being someone he could trust as well. And then uh, the next time. Delivering in, what you promise. Delivering what man. I promise. This hey, is I what mean, people forget, man. Right. It's the most important delivering to building a real solid network that survives and continues to build. Because if you weren't a man that could deliver, we wouldn't be here, man. Right. You wouldn't be in this fucking office. Right, now. right, 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 right. It's that you. Even t- sometimes taking a challenge that maybe made you nervous, but you said, no, I know I can f- do this. I'm going to make it happen. And then once you did, you're like, you know what? I did what I said I was going to do. I want to I build with this person. Right. And you earned their trust. Yeah, exactly. And so, you come through. Yeah, exactly. Every time you come in, there was something else he needs. Or when, when it shows, we started doing more shows. Wayne, like, can you get me this for the show? Can you get me in? Now I'm helping him do his fashion shows here. Not fully, but like, you know, there's a lot of things that I would never have done. And 
the trust level to the point. I where think you what we're gonna do is when we when my boys open up their place, we're gonna put them on the hottest fucking rooftop in Manhattan that's opening if New York comes back. I'll tell you off the air. Okay, say no more. The highest rooftop in the city that was supposed to open this year. The highest? The highest in Manhattan. Gorgeous, fucking wow. beautiful place. How many floors up? 38. 38. And it's oh, right in the rooftop. 20s, right next to the Flatiron. It's not open yet. It was supposed to open. 38. But new uh, building? No, no, it's not on 38. It's no, in the 20s. Oh, new building, though? Yeah, brand new. Not a building, though. Not a oh, sorry. But, but beautiful fucking place. Actually, I'm give you a tour of it soon if oh, you want. Perfect. Even though it's not open. It's supposed to be Thanks. open this spring, but it's not smart to open right now. Yeah, no, it's definitely not Which we're going to get into that in a little bit, too. So you start doing the work with plants. So, I mean, dude, there's one of the top designers in the world. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was dope building, you know, getting to know him. We just became best friends. Like, right now, you, know, you like cars, I like cars, and that's it. And, what about uh, him f***ing doing some custom shit on the side of cars? Uh, he's actually done stuff. I mean, he's done, uh, he's done cars. And man, he does Mansouri stuff. He works with Mansouri and do custom. Actually, I just spoke to him the other day. Uh, he just got another letter from um, Ferrari. Um, they delivered, you know, they're in a lawsuit with him from doing too much shit with his Ferrari and, and them. This is literally a week ago I, to- I spoke to him. Uh, they uh, they came to deliver another letter. Even though um, t- uh, two months ago when Kobe Bryant passed away, he told Ferrari the 200 grand that they're suing him for, he's just going to donate it to the foundation in Ferrari's name and his name and just drop the lawsuit. Ferrari said no. So why they? Why they? Because he took some picture. Oh, because the last picture he took with the sneakers he had on the back of his car and it had the Ferrari name on, it and I hate him for that. Um, oh, because his pictures are so circulated, right? Yeah, you, just, according to them, he's destroying their brand and bringing it down and whatever. So, but back to what you're going to like this one. Um, so they sent him a letter. Meanwhile, at the same time, Lamborghini, the CEO of Lamborghini, reached out to him because they want to design a car with him. So you asked why he's now they're they're going to work on designing. I don't know what car it's going to be. Uh-huh. Yes. Ah, so know. when your enemy approaches, now you want to be my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> no, no, Ferrari don't want to be his friends. Ferrari sent another letter to him still suing him. And the irony of the same day the Lamborghini's calling him, hey, we want to uh, we want to do sign a car with you. So it's it's, it's pretty if wild. If you have to pick one, God says to you, when you have to pick one. Either Ferrari or Lamborghini. Oh, I'm Lamborghini all day. I'm a Lamborghini guy, too. Yeah, Lamborghini's there. Yeah, Lambo all day. All day. Ferrari. You know why like, I fell in love with that car? Why? As a kid, my mom would stay up to watch Miami Vice, and as a kid, I used to see... Well, that's actually, Ferrari. No, that was a Ferrari, my yeah. Listen, we love Ferrari. We love I just the classics. Like Ferrari. But they drove all kinds of they cars. They drove all kinds. But listen, Ferrari just has gotten off in the years of being this like brand with its nose in the air, and it's bad. And Lambo is more like, oh, the fuck you. and The young money. Young, mo- young money, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, so, that that being said, um, I've had a lot of fun. Uh, I'll cut that shit out. Yeah. They'll laugh at me the rest of my life. Yeah, cut that out. That's not good. <laughs> Um, I've had a hell of a lot of fun with him. Uh, last year, he uh, took me to the Formula One pits in Monaco. That's yeah. crazy, bro. Pits. That's that f-ing, uh Casino Royale shit, bro. Yeah, oh, that's crazy. And that's now, a 377 area code, if I'm not mistaken. I don't even know. Four four is the entry code oh, to yeah, the country. Yeah, 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 sound like that. I know my It's bro. crazy. Monaco's so crazy. If you get... How'd you like it? When you, oh. <laughs> Stay close. I've been there many times, so I've liked it. And let me tell you something. The first time I went to the casino, the the Monte Carlo Casino, it's like going into a fucking James Bond movie. When you go into that high roller room and you see the characters that are there, you it's see just the, like the crazy Indian guy that God knows what he does, and you see some guy with you know the crazy glasses on, and these look like characters. Like, but these are like, the richest criminals from the world, villains. like villains, villains, straight fucking villains. And I'm looking, I'm like, 
this shit is out of a movie. And you know where you're at. You're in, you're in fucking Monte Carlo. It's the craziest casino craziest in the world. Craziest casino in the world. And these guys literally look like straight out of a James Bond movie. And you know, you got like the cards you really outside. can't even go to that table and play. Oh, no, no, no. You can't. They're playing with What's the biggest hands you saw being played there? I didn't even. Well, I Brace really. I didn't even look like that. I just breezed through. I didn't. Even, you know, guys like that, you're not supposed to be staring at their tables like that. I mean, I've seen stuff, but not there. I didn't. I just walked by. I said, you know what? I, this is crazy. I just go outside and stare at the cars. Um, it is insane over there. Everything is true over there. It's just the. It's so expensive. It's ridiculous. I, I went out to um lunch with him one day. It was me, him. And my wife, and uh, it was just a lunch. We just got some chocolate. I had a drink. My wife had a soda. He had a soda. And that was it. You know how much my bill is? I had a drink. She had a soda. He had a coffee. She had a soda. And we had a few chocolates. I had two cups of coffee in Venice and a yes, biscuit. Yeah. It was like 120 euros. I'm yeah, going to go with 100 yeah, bucks. Yeah, yeah. No, 300. Because I got 100. I got and I go to a guy, why is, like, I said, I had two coffee. He's like, because you're paying for the band. I go, I really am paying for the band. Oh, mother. Crazy. Three years ago today, I was actually in Venice. Wow, but, but I can only imagine that's exactly what you paid because it had to be more expensive than yeah, what I saw there. Oh yeah, it's crazy. And that was low life. We yeah, were considered low life. I was, so, and I'm so blessed. I'm living with this guy, staying at his house, and you that's know, king. He's the king over there. He walks out. So it's like you're in the richest area in the world that everybody goes to because it's the best area. They love He's the king. So the, imagine how you get treated. And I get to stay at his house where he has caviar stacked to the to the gills. You know, when I come out there, so this is like you like caviar. Man? I love caviar. Zono's good caviar. Shout out to my boy Yasha at the Russian Samovar. Where's that? Fifty Second Street. Nathan Brody. My family used to own one of the biggest nightclubs in Manhattan. Which Club Touch? It was the old float. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember when t- that was not that long Temple. ago. Temple. No, yeah, it that closed was like, a few uh, years back. Oh wait, was, no, we I were attacked float, by touch. you know attacked by the mayor. Yeah, I remember Touch. You know, they had these stupid uh, cabaret laws. They didn't like you. You know, yeah. they'd attack with some bullshit. And that's what we were there for about eight, eight almost nine years. We, we, it was a 25,000 square feet, bro. Yeah, it's two floors or three floors, right? It wasn't easy to keep a club that size right. going right, right, for as no, long right. as we did. Right. And we did. Shout out to the Touch family if they watch. Wow, had some great times in there. Did you ever go to Touch? Um, when I, you walked in, you would touch the bar with light up. Anywhere you touched it. It was on 52nd Street, you said? It was it, two floors. It used to be float. It was two floors? It was technically it had a, like three. A, three? Yeah, had like the a... The third was like a tiny... railings that look down, right? You could look exactly. down. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I'll go there. So, if you go to the video of Nas and, Jay, uh, Nas and Diddy when the You Can Hate Me Now, mm. they had filmed that in what used to be float, mm. and then we took over, it became Temple, and then it became Touch. So many clubs changed so many names. I had a good f-ing time, bro. Yeah. Good times back oh, then. Oh, brother, you know how you said earlier, like, you don't pay for nothing nowhere? I don't pay for nothing nowhere in New York. It's not because I'm cheap. Right, yeah, I took care of people, yeah, they remember. Yeah, yeah. A good it, I like, uh, no offense to rich people, but I kind of like the fact, like, yeah, you're okay, you're popping bottles, but I'm getting them from f-ing feet. Like, you're yeah, paying 400 you, you're a f-ing. They're respecting you. It's a different story. You pull up, they, res- they have the respect in your name. It ain't even about... Just why you're getting it for free. It's not, you've got to, to respect you. They said Silver Fox BK say used to go there. Shout out. Shout out Touch. Respect, man. Shout out to all those clubs back in the days. It was a good what time. the f*** happens in New York City, man? Nightlife ain't nothing I've like never this. been the same. Sometimes I think maybe because I'm outside the box. Mm, well, no. no, you're not. It's not. Because you have places like the box. Right. <laughs> right? That's why it changed. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Places like the box. Okay, exactly. people don't dance no more, man. Right. Except in Brooklyn. Straight, it's tables only. That's it. Went to Brooklyn though, right? And Which is I, crazy. Yeah, with well, the Mirage or whatever. At least they're dancing. But, but, but at least like, they're dancing. Right, they're dancing. But at least Stretch said, "Back, what up?" 
No uh, stretch. My stretch. stretch. Yeah. I got a lot of my family. They follow you, man. I respect. They love you. Shepe is. Shepe is. My Shepe is in the house. They love you, man. Um, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, it was, those club days were fun. Good, good times. When things going the right way, you build the business up, you have this beautiful concierge service, and I see some amazing things coming in the future, God willing, as long as we get out of this chaos yeah, that we're in. God willing. But you start giving back a lot too, man. I met you on the streets of 34th Street. We just celebrated your fourth anniversary of never missing a Wednesday night. You've been feeding the homeless for a long time. 34th Street, between 8th and 7th, right? 7th and 8th, yep. You've been feeding the homeless there for four years, and we just celebrated that. You yeah. literally threw a carnival, which I'm going to put the footage up. Sick. Love for that. homeless people. And then COVID hits. Well, not just It's like we people. just celebrate your four-year anniversary, and it's like you had to stop for a while. You never stopped. Yeah, it never stopped. It kills me. Uh, just so you know, that wasn't just for the homeless people. That was for the volunteers as well. I wanted a celebration for everyone. Because shout out to the volunteers to be there every every week without fail and not just being there, really helping and bringing the food, spending the money on this, buying this, helping with this, you know. What made you start doing that, Wayne? I know how you started, and you, I want you to tell that story. Okay. But what inside of you, because this is the beauty of your story, right. where you were, the dark hole that you went down, Yeah. you get yourself out of that hole, you launch a business where you're literally just you and your brother, and you're driving people for 30 bucks. You build this amazing network, and I, I see some beautiful things coming in the future. Thank you. And during this journey, you stop and say, no, 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 I got to do this too. You know, Most people would say, no, I still haven't gotten where I'm trying to get completely. I don't got time to do that. I'll tell you how it all started. It all started one day. I did a, um, a rally for fun, 2015. I invited this lady, her name is Joanne, who goes on all the car rallies. I used to also do business with Joanne. She didn't come on my rally. It was July. I said, I called her after. I said, Joanne, why didn't you come to my rally? She goes, Wayne, you didn't have any charity attached to your rally. I don't do any events unless it has a charity on it. And I said, you know what? You make sense. I, I get it. And then I start thinking all the, rally, all the events I hear about, you know, and this is the charity behind it. And that, it's like, oh, wow. And I'm not an event thrower. You know, this is just new to me. I just started doing this just for fun, and I said, okay, you're right. My next event, my next rally, I'll have a, a now Explain touch. rallies to people, man. Rallies. Everyone's a car person. Rallies, for the people that um, don't know, is a bunch of guys and girls getting together that love cars, and um, I'll put a route together, a route meaning, you know, point A, point B, point C, point D, and, and, and organize it throughout a day, one day, two days, three days, and create an event out of it. So these day, these these um, these charity rallies, like the book bag drive, which is coming up, um, we'll do. We'll start somewhere local in the tri-state area, and I'll pick a couple places to go, and we'll stop for lunch, and then we'll end up having a pool party, and at the same time, that's raising the money, and we're, you know, bringing the cars out that people don't really get to enjoy and have fun with, and now we have a purpose to use them and, you know, attract attention and, and bring, you know, more attention to the brand and, and the event itself and hopefully raising money. And these are sometimes two, three-day events. No, they're sometimes seven-day events. You're driving... Cross-country. With how many... 50, 60 cars, very high end Ferraris, Lamborghinis, you know, doctors, politicians, lawyers, regular people. I mean, regular jobs. You know, a lot of the members. They're all members of PCMY. All members of PCMY. All, all push the P. All just support the initiative. All support what PCMY stands for, which is be a good person, genuine good person, give back, and hustle like a motherfucker, and keep your f***ing word, and keep your word. Right, I like that. And I believe that will be in the uh, the good person. When I say be a good, be a good, be a pillar to society. Don't be a shady person. I mean, at all. Don't come with that at all. 
So back to um, the event, I said, okay, I have to do an event with um, charity. So somebody said, oh, Wayne, when's the next uh, the rally? Because the rallies are fun. I put it together. It's nice. The music, the cars, the girls, the event. From room. From room. It's, it's, it's energy. I said, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a book bag drive. I'm going to raise money for book bags and, and give back to the kids. So that came August. Did a book bag drive. I was able to buy 600 book bags with supplies. 600. I was so happy. I was like, wow, this is amazing. Give these kids these book bags. Then we took the book bags ourselves. Fizzly went into some of the worst neighborhoods in Manhattan, the Bronx, Queens, and on a Sunday went to all the different parks, the, um, the uh, projects, and with the cars, handing them out to the kids. It was a little tough. Those areas, there's gang members. They're looking at us like, what the fuck? But at the end of the day, um, they saw what we were doing. They respected it. Kids would come to the cars, you know, and uh, it was cool. And these are places you would never bring these cars. These are places just you're asking for trouble. But because of the genuine positivity and the real energy, there was never, and to this day, has never been an issue because we st- still go back to the same God areas. So now it gets deeper. Okay, this is where it gets deep. After that book bag drive, someone's like, Wayne, when's the next event? When's the next rally? I'm like, oh, next rally, what are we going to do? I said, okay, I'll do a turkey drive. But that's not till November. We'll wait, we'll work it, we'll build it. Um, I was able to make, raise enough money to get also, uh, I think I got 1,000 book bags. Sorry, first go. I was able to get 600 turkeys. It was five different locations. We dropped them off because it wasn't that many. Um, on the last location, this is where it really hits. This is where, this is where my life changed. On the last location, there's this one lady walking past me crying. I hear her. She, ah, ah. I'm like, what the hell? And she says, oh, I'm just so blessed. I didn't think I'd have a turkey on my table this year. You have no idea what this means to me. And I'm like, turkey's 20 bucks. I'm like, she's really crying? This is crazy. Like, and I said to myself, I said, Wayne, you were able to, Raise this money. It wasn't that hard. You know, put some flyers out, posted it. You got your friends involved. And you just, this lady who's not homeless was crying because she didn't think she was going to have a turkey. Like, this is not a joke. She didn't cry for the camera. She was, this lady There's was on one around. Yeah, was, she was on the side of the street. I just happened to be standing there away from everyone. I said, I can't stop. I can't stop. I got. I got to use this platform. This is what. I, this is what God gave me this platform for. I can't stop. But I also can't keep doing these events for one reason. One, I don't got the energy to do it. It's a headache. Two, I don't want to have my friends say, "Hey, every time Wayne calls, we got to cost two or three thousand dollars to hang out with him because he's always charging us, you know, for sponsor for this." You know, I don't want to be that guy. You know, Wayne, I want to get downtown. I want to feed the homeless people. I want to do one person at a time. I want to give them a nice steak from a top restaurant. I want to give them a snack tray. I want to sit them down. I want to give them a comfortable situation. That's what I want to do. So I told that to a few people, like, that's not fair. What about all the other people? I'm like, well, I'm not trying to be a dick. I mean, that's what I want to do. So that's what I'm going to do. So one day, it's December. It's cold. I went to my friend's restaurant, Ricardo's. Um, I picked up a, a, a lobster, ravioli, pasta dish, something crazy. And I drove around Manhattan until I found a uh, homeless guy sleeping in, like, uh, some stairs. I gave it to him. He was appreciative. Um, he wasn't fully like, oh, my God, thank you. But he was cool. I just woke up. You know, you don't know what goes to these people's minds. He might be high. He might be not wanting the food. And I kind of made him maybe force him, whatever. Fed him that day. Uh, next day, I did it again. I bought a pizza. I started driving around with the pizza looking for homeless people. I did it again. Three days, four days, five days. And I start having conversations with these homeless people. One guy, oh, my God, thank you so much. I haven't had a hot food in nine months. I'm like, what the fuck, nine months? So now I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, interacting. Then I'm pulling up on people. It's cold out. I'm pulling up on people. Sorry, bro, we're not, I'm not opening my sleeping bag. I can't let the cold air in. I'm like, damn, this guy can't let cold air in because it, it, he doesn't want to get cold. No one's eating. So then eventually it's hard for me to find homeless people on the street because it's so cold and no one's outside. So I pull up on Penn Station. 
I pull up my Suburban, start feeding people out the back, five people, six people. I'm like, oh, wow, this is amazing. Now, and this is just you by yourself. By right? myself, solo. Maybe like a girlfriend, maybe it was my wife at the time, maybe my brother, but pretty much by myself. You. So people start DMing me, hey, I want to um, I want to be part of that. I want to help out. How can I help out? I said, well, I mean, you could send me money, then I could buy the food, so I don't have to keep sending my own money. Like, okay, whatever you need. And money started coming in. Um, donations were coming in. Um, what really, one of the things that really set me off, a guy um, from Tribeca, his name is Steve. He owns Talasa, a Greek restaurant. He hits me up, hey, bro, I don't know you, but I have 10 trays of food tonight for you. If you could pick it up. I'm like, what? A, a, a Tribeca restaurant? Like super high-end, fancy restaurant? Calls me and says they have 10 trays of food? Like, yeah, this is no joke spending $300 a night every fucking night. Out of my own pocket. That that's not a joke. I'm talking about I was going already three weeks straight. I said, Oh my God, Steve, thank you so much. I hung up that phone. The feeling I had, and I'll never forget this feeling, was better than any check I ever got or any deal I ever made at that point with Precision Concierge. Ever. The feeling of him telling me he had these ten trades, because it was so genuine and so and it was like what I care about more than anything. And and that inspired me more than one kid from Sacramento gave me fifteen hundred dollars where I was like, I think you gave me the wrong amount of money. He's like, No, I love what you're doing. And this is what I was talking about before, giving people a lane that never had it. Most people like, that you see when you pull up, they don't want to go to a soup kitchen on a Sunday. But this cool vibe that we have going on in the middle of Manhattan, they want to give back. They're gen- no one is there to hang out with homeless people just because they want to hang out with you. They're there because, wow, we want to help out. They pull up with, they'll at least, at the minimum, pull up with a pair of sneakers at the minimum to give back and just be part of the whole situation. And I've given so many people this lane to do this, and it's, it's something nobody's ever, ever done for uh, this type of crowd as you it's see. like casual caring man casual care i like that i like that casual, casual caring. caring like i saw the environment man i mean i stumbled into your event before i knew who you were how well what i'm saying is i met johnny fresh right how fresh cbd i met fresh, fresh cbd in the city we have a common uh place that we go to it's called the kava sutra lounge kava sutra where's that it's, it's a place that serves non-alternative drinks and great stuff okay so they, they serve these drinks from the Asia Pacific that, you know, if you don't want to drink alcohol, they make mm. you feel really f***ing good, bro. Right. You should try this. I will. I will. And uh, it's for people that don't want to drink all the time, you mm. know. So whatever. I met him there. We became friends. And, you know, and cool then he's. Cool and guy. I'm driving down 34th one night. This is right before I filmed the first time. Right, right, wow. For Christmas. And I just see pandemonium. But good pandemonium. I mean, Love I see this. 34th Street like I've never seen it. Love I'm it. thinking to myself. Love it. What the f*** is going on? Because I've been in New York my entire f***ing life. Mm. So I'm driving down 34th. I'm thinking it's because it's the holidays, right? Because you know how my hand gets right. December. Bro. This is December. F***ing amazing. I'm driving down the block, and I just see f***ing Ferrari, Ferrari, Lamborghini, Lamborghini, Lamborghini truck. This, I'm like, what the f***? Porsche, this, that. I said, what the f*** is this? This must be the Knicks coming out. So I swear to God, Knicks. Are, I see Johnny Fresh standing on the, and I, see, and I know his car, right? I know the Rolls Royce. So I'm like, what the f***? are you guys doing because there's cops everywhere there's chaos i said what the are you guys doing bro like what are you doing here he goes we're feeding the homeless bro and i didn't really know johnny at that point right when i first met johnny i love him i told him the story i said you know he came off you know the guy drives a rolls right, right. he looks you know pretty serious Definitely. i'm like you know he looks like he could be you know if you don't know him right right when he said to me i'm here feeding the homeless blew your mind i fell in love with the guy immediately I, even though i didn't know his story yet we hadn't really spoken like like high by. We were just high by at that point. Couldn't even believe it. I was like, "This is not like a real rich guy out there," because of what you just said. Backtracking, people that just want to donate 
to give get off their taxes or whatever. And that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Helps. They don't take the time out of their day to go down there and do it themselves. That's a different kind of person. Yeah. That's a different kind of person. Right. Someone of that status to literally go themselves and do it. That's a different kind of person. All facts. Okay? All facts. That's so. a different. You know why that is though? That keeps them to the ground, bro. Mm-hmm. So that's your moment. Then I met you, met a lot of great people down there, and I learned of the legend that is growing. This movement. Wild stuff that night, that night. This, so you were there two times or one? Or no, I've times? been there about three times. Now, three? Okay. I remember you, you were there for Christmas. I came we for spoke Christmas. spoke for Christmas and the Santa Claus. a couple times. I bought a couple right? trays. I bought yes, some pizzas. Yes, then yes. I came for the carnival. carnival. I remember you being with, with the psychologist that came with the Ferrari. I came, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, I was like, yeah, all right, yeah, this time I'm, you know, it's not mine, but I came with one. You guys. Like, yeah, 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 and we delivered that pizza on the Ferrari. And shout out to Pizza Club in Edgewater for donating that. Facts, facts. That was uh, that that carnival they sent about was. 10 times. That so let's let's get into that. I'm gonna pull it. So to celebrate your four years of literally never missing a Wednesday ever of feeding thousands of people with your friends, with your network, beautiful people, all of them that are listening and watching this. That was a, a, a an amazing. I come and I'm thinking, what the. F- and I see a Ferris wheel. I see a guy in stilts. I see <laughs> every kind of car on earth. I see tricks. DJ Camillo spinning on DJ the sidewalk. DJ Camillo spinning. And the other DJ is amazing too. I forgot his name. The young, uh, I have him on the video. Amazing, Tim. And I'm yeah. just like, what the fuck? And you, and, I then, and then I've seen homeless people getting on the rides. And everyone's eating. Everyone there. It almost reminded me of like, uh, like when, when Muslims go to a pilgrimage in Mecca. Over there, there's no difference between class because you're there for God. So everyone's on the right. same level, right? So at this moment, I'm like, there's people that are homeless here and there's people that are worth millions of dollars. Yeah. And they're together. They're enjoying a carnival. Mm-hmm. They're eating. They're laughing. And no one's looking at their class, right. their race, their mm-hmm. color, their religion. Human beings. Chilling. Act, acting the way they should be. Chilling. The one that doesn't have, being held by the one that does, and saying, hey, we know that you're struggling. This is a little bit something that we could do for you. Right. But again, I, w- I want to talk about it so you can understand my, my mindset. That event was for the homeless and for the volunteers. So they were enjoying it. Yeah, they, of course, they know the difference between them and the volunteers. But they were there, both of them, to enjoy it. There w- it wasn't like they were there to help out the homeless. They were there to enjoy this with the homeless. So it's, it was different. They were there chilling together. No, I saw someone come up. You had you set up like carnival games. Yeah, okay, I thought, carnival, we, I thought we were five games. I thought we were on the fucking boardwalk and wild. Okay? Yeah, kind of candy machine. I saw one of your friends come with some expensive ass jacket. Champions, champion, champion King Saladin. How much is that? that was, well, at first it was two hundred, but you can't even. You can't get. Like, then you told the one homeless that. guy. I, I know you, you movie, love that guy. Movie, and you're like, listen, you gotta fucking knock and these cans down again. And you literally gave him this amazing prize. Oh yeah, and crazy that jacket. He won it. You helped him helped a little, him bit, a little but bit, but he won the jacket, won and I think got the kicks too. Or he got the sneakers too, and then he lost the jacket. And uh, so, I mean, you literally set up a carnival in every aspect of the world. It was so fun. The cops knew about it because of Instagram. They told me when I was on Thirty Fourth Street. You didn't see me that night on Thirty Fourth. No, I swear. came, and we had to leave. Oh, you came? Okay, because it got you like it's the too cops big. Said if I see if I see a Ferris wheel on Thirty Fourth Street, we're gonna have problems. While he's saying that, the truck <laughs> is driving behind him. With the Ferris wheel. And I'm just like, oh, I'm telling you, oh, get it off 34th Street. Get it off 34th yo, Street. <laughs> what has it been like working with them on 34th, honestly? They are so, yo, you they cost, are so cool. You cost traffic, yeah, What? Okay. As, as long just as the we, cars cost traffic. Yeah, yeah, Everyone's yeah. like, what the is There's this? been a time where we actually shut 34th Street down. We brought a, a trailer from Virginia. Shout out Joe's Carts. He brought a trailer. 
that opens up into a nightclub slash restaurant lounge. Completely. We had Shiggy there. Shiggy was there dancing, going crazy. I had a DJ. That was for um, Thanksgiving. That was my Thanksgiving dinner. I actually then shut the whole street down. My boy, you know, a lot of cops had come down. One guy shut it down on this side. One shut it down. They didn't say nothing. Usually, though, I think they were just like, whatever. We're not going to. It was just so many people. I'm talking about probably 200 volunteers. Like, we're not even messing with these guys today. And it was the um, and it's Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Day parade the, the next fuck? day, so they were going to shut that street down anyway. But usually, as long as we're not double parked, they're cool about it. But that never happens. They're always double parked. That's one traffic to get through, yeah. Um, but, you know, we're not there with any permits. That's facts. Um, and uh, we used to be on 33rd by the garden, but they got sick and tired of us being there. So we had to move to 34th. I'm happy to be on 34th because more parking anyway. It's amazing. I miss it. It was the most amazing situations over there. The things we've done for these homeless people, the words that have come out of their mouths. Wayne, you don't have no idea what I'm telling you. I live my life knowing that Wednesday is coming up. And I count the days down. I count the days because... People like Paul Puccini. Right. And that's, and he loves it. Right, he loves it. I'm talking about the homeless people. You talk about the, the volunteers. The volunteers that love it, yeah. It's both. And they tell me, Wayne, you don't understand. You've changed our lives because this is the best day of my life. I have nothing else to look forward to. I like to get by through the week. And Wednesday comes, I just know that I'm going to be around some great people. It's a boost. It's a boost and the energy. I met two... Homeless people, the first two, their name was Red and Charmaine. You probably could Google them. They're probably like like one of those famous homeless people because they're always around all the shit. I met them. The first people I met, they look like Night of the Living Dead. Night, I don't know how they were alive. You look at them now, well, I mean, I don't know how they're doing now, but you look at them back then, like the carnival day, they're normal people because they've become so happy to the, 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 the talking every weekend. And listen, it's not only every Wednesday. We do extra days here and there. People will link up. And they they start seeing these volunteers during the day. So now they're running into people on the street that they're cool with. And, you know, they'll hook them up here and there. And these people became alive to the point we got Charmaine a little, uh, one of those SROs, single room obscenes, and she's living. She's alive. She never even wanted to give a shot. But because she had so much love, genuine love for these people and normal people, not people that are just on a mission trying to do something. These people are just coming down because they want to help out. No, and nothing's wrong with, like, being part of a church. So any way to help is amazing. But the way it looks with us just looks different because we look like we really don't need to be there. You know, the cars, the this, that. I like it because it brings attention to the cause. It brings attention to the cause. You're using the flash of that car yeah. not to show off. Right. And people are like, well, you pulling up in the homeless field. Like, they, I said, they love it. They love these cars. They love seeing it. They love hanging out with everyone. I understand it. Yeah, you understand. The flash of that makes everyone right. around. So right. It's what made me stop. Right. What the right. f*** are you doing here? Shaq pulled up one day after a game. He said, what's going on here? He put his window down. Because you don't know what's going on. You really see, is there a club here? What the hell is going on? Now we're feeding the homeless. He didn't get out. I want. I wish he would have got out. But um, Jay Balvin got and out. I before. heard he's extremely generous. Oh, I don't know. Shocked. Seemed like a it nice guy. Been nice if he yeah, jumped down. Nice. Jay Balvin Couple. got out before. Pulled up. Um, so now with the crisis, and mm. you told me that you know, obviously, right now New York is in pretty bad shape, bro. Yeah. Okay. It's it's really eerie out there. It's just very weird. Like people say, oh, we've seen dark times. Bro, to me, this is worse than 9-11, bro. Oh, way worse. The aftermath. It doesn't even the, the feeling, you know, there was a sense of, F- you, we're going to come back from this. We're New Yorkers because somebody hit us, right? Mm. This is, f-ing. I feel like we're all divided. So fucked up. The city's all, you know, cops against the people. People, I mean, just chaos, right? We all know what happened. We don't have to get into all that. You caught COVID. Caught COVID. Okay. You said it was like something you never felt before? Or it was like a flu? Before. No, it was like a flu, but like a nonstop flu. But then you have that, that, that nervousness that they make you feel like you're going to die, right. right? The TV programs right. your brain, you're a dead man. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the lockdown? Do you think it's excessive? 
I think they from need, a business perspective doesn't oh, this destroy? I mean, hospitality destroy. is <laughs> destroy. Destroy. Has it affected PCNY? Um, it's destroyed. clubs are closed. Hotels are not doing. Shit. So tourism ain't what it used to be. Um, I just interviewed that guy from Atlas Gym, Attila's oh, Gym yeah, in Belmar. Okay, what, say? what do you think he's saying? He's he's everyone's being decimated, man. Why can big businesses be open but small businesses can't? If we're talking science here, I don't care about how you feel about that business. And why can is, airplanes fly with people next to each other? No separation. Why? Why could that happen? But that's my point. Yeah. Why? That's that's my number yeah. one argument. Why? That and big box stores. What's the f- difference between that and a gym? If I choose to go, do you feel like they're overreaching a little bit? Uh, <laughs> I don't know what they're doing, but whatever they did, they ruined it because um, I was talking to one of my clients the other day. He's an A&R for E1, and we, we're cool. Like, yeah, we're cool. Hey, hey, what's going on? Nothing. Hey, wait, how you doing? I said, well, you know, since you're asking it's something, it's in my mind. Let me ask you, Abe, look at your calendar. When was the last time you gave me a call? He sends me a lot of work, this record label. They keep me busy. He goes, damn, February. This is like two weeks ago. I'm like, yes, how do you think I'm doing? If you haven't given me a call since February, this is my business. Crazy. My bi- my business that brings all that car rally stuff. I don't make money off that. I end up losing money or just breaking even because I just love doing it. It's fun. It's, your, it's brand it's your, building. It's your, yeah, it's, uh, it's your, there's no money in that. It's your hobby. It's your philanthropy. Yeah, I don't. Mean, I lose. My, this is where I make my money. My car service. That's how I make money every day. I have corporate work. You know. I said, yeah, February, February. He's like, wow. I said, yeah, wow, I was right. Imagine, Abe, wow, I was right. And this ain't coming back anytime soon. I, it sucks, man. And I hate talking like this to people, you know. Um, you know. We need to talk about that, yeah. right? Because we're all in the same f-ing boat. Yeah, I, I just hate talking. Okay, I got like, cousins that don't, you know, and this is something that God willing we're going to talk about off the air. But I got cousins that own some of the top restaurants in Manhattan, brother. <laughs> okay, they own some of the top Benjamins, Ben and Jacks. Yeah, yeah. You know, shout out to all of them. All of them. Uh, Lincoln Square. What's Lincoln Square? It's another steakhouse. Yeah, it's yeah, all, no. you know, family and family so of family. Crazy. And, you know, the Albanians, you know, yeah. we look Italian. We sound Italian, but we're not Italian. Shout mm-hmm. out to Valbella's in Greenwich. Don't know if you've ever been there. Just there the other day. My cousin Nick and his beautiful wife, Val. So, yeah, man, my family's deep in that business. We need to talk about this. But the restaurant industry, even without doing man, who wants to sit in 100-degree weather outside? Who to have a meal like tonight until right now when you came it was very humid outside today. oh it's super humid outside so today. even okay, sorry yeah. that I'm doing this I'm no don't worry do your thing you're, you're f- PCNY man people need you man do you guys have a model at PCNY is there like an expression for the company um if we can't get a nobody can I mean is this um nah, we never had a model we just had um model no nah, we never had a model it was more uh What's the craziest request you've ever had from a client? Don't mention the client. Like the most, like they, like craziest the craziest shit that you ever pulled off. Besides driving that car across country, which is amazing. Craziest. Some shit that you were amazed that you pulled it off. One, one, one night it was cool. This guy's. Like, you ever had to bail anyone out of jail? Uh, yeah. Client wise, oh, oh, like, I'm in trouble. Oh, Come I, get me oh, out. Oh yeah, absolutely. I've had to all that many times. I've bailed people. Maybe out of they jail. were drunk driving or whatever. Yeah, bail, well, that get them lawyers. Uh, bail out my own guys out of jail because of the rallies. I getting arrested on rallies. Um, but yeah, I've definitely had to get get do that. Oh 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 oh. Okay, this is crazy. People, I can't believe. It. Okay, I deal with some pretty rich people. Some pretty fucking rich people. No, I only dealt with an owner of Lord and Taylor. Yeah. Um. So we get a call. One of my clients, local guy, hedge fund guy. Um, and we do live in a very affluent area. Yeah, yeah. New Manhattan and Bergen County. You know, oh, yeah. Testarossa in and out appliance store. Flip it upside down. Take the car apart. I'm fucking. I took the Testarossa. Thank you, Abdul. 
Um, I took the car apart, a Ferrari test source on the sidewalk in Soho, no permits, flipped it sideways and put it through the door in his store in, in Soho and then put the car back together. Yeah, it was crazy. No <laughs> permits. Meanwhile, the company wanted to charge us $150,000 to do the same thing. Like, okay, we're going to shut down the street from Houston Street to um, – to uh to Canal Street, we're gonna have uh cranes, this, that, and um I tell Ply, I'm like, yeah, they want 150 cranes. I just paid 150 for the car. I'm like, he's like, figure it out, Dwayne, figure it out. So me, Jose, and Joe figured out a way to do it. And the one the guy loves you, bro. Yeah, basically f- took his car, a fucking Ferrari Testarossa. No, use Testarossa, oh, eighty-seven, yeah, you know, classic. Hey, hang on, bro. Testarossa. <laughs> that's the Miami Vice car. Yeah, that's the Miami. Uh, the white one with apart. the one f***ing, with the one. Yes, with the lines. Took the shit apart on the street in the middle of the night in Soho. Turned it on its side. How and do you even know how to in. do that? I mean, isn't it a special type? Yeah, 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 of course, everything. Everything. Did you find people that could actually? Yeah, no, shout out No Limit. No Limit guys took the car apart, and I felt bad because we still charged no a lot of money. No Limit in Long Island, Freeport. Wow. Still charged him a lot of money, but he flipped the car, took the car apart and put it back together. It was apart by 11 p.m. at night. It was back together in the store by 7 a.m. Back together. Crazy, man. Yeah, you never saw the video? Let's check it out. It's a sick video. Um, uh, uh, no, there was something I had. I had something. Dad, where was You that? said, ah, and then you, the guy cut you off. Oh, uh, man, it was something. Oh, here it is. Okay. Get a phone call. This we've had many crazy things with these with these guys. I could many crazy things. This is the rich rich shit that you just because I want them to understand why they need to be your client. Right. Okay. Well, this is some. This is just next level rich shit. Like it wasn't a big deal first, but this is a crazy thing. Wayne, um, I'm not gonna mention names. So and so is uh, in a tournament in Michigan right now. Um, hockey tournament. I'm like, yeah. Well, yeah, his, and um, it's a Thursday night. His stick that he needs his uh, tomorrow is in the in Jersey. They need it out there. Um, it's uh, 5 o'clock at night. He plays tomorrow. He only plays with that stick. Well, he plays other sticks, but he needs that stick. Um, like uh, it's, five, it's 5 o'clock at night. I'm down in meatpacking. I'm like, Josh, I'm like, uh, what, how many get there by 12 o'clock tomorrow? Like, you can't mail it. Let me check if there's any flights. I could throw some on the flight. Because where they were in Michigan, there was no flight to get it there right away. Everything I said, he goes, um, well, can you, should you drive it there? I'm like, I mean, I could. I mean, it's literally like 16 hours to get there or something crazy. I have to get someone to leave right this second. I'm going to charge you like, you know, there and back. I'm damn near five, six, seven, almost $10,000. Just so this 18-year-old boy can have the certain hockey stick he wants to play with. Please, can you do it? Yeah, no problem. We'll come get the stick right now. I'd have jumped on that car and drove myself. $10,000 to drive a hockey stick. Were you happy to drive it at that point? I, mean, I didn't do it. I sent someone out, but that's pretty fucking crazy. No, that is pretty crazy pretty that you're able to crazy. do that type yeah. of stuff for your clients and that your clients are willing to pay that yeah, because they got that kind yeah, of money yeah, bro. they do anything to make their life easier and they have no problem like this same client when he doesn't have his driver or because whatever it's his other per- their sons are driving when they go to a restaurant at night instead of parking the garage can you send a valet sure a valet goes meets them outside the restaurant they sit in their car so they don't have to waste time or have to walk to a garage and sit in their car while they eat and then they get out and then they leave the valet. But and what, they what's the pay. most important asset? When time, time. Once they got yeah, money, yeah, yeah, right, right. That's the last thing they should be wasting. Right, waste right. the money and not yeah. the time. I think that's a right. I think they're doing yeah, it the absolutely. right way. No, 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 yeah, oh yeah, they do it. He, he wants what he wants. You can't get that back. No, you can't get that back. So that's the one thing that they can't buy. I think it makes sense when you're on yeah, that level. No, you definitely can't get that back. Um, there was a time. Uh, now you talking to me about the, you had a fucking you owned your own jet, bro. Oh yeah, that was the worst thing ever. It's crazy maintenance, right? <laughs> Well, when you're scammed and maintenance ain't the word, 
that's a, that's a game you do not want to get into if you. My ass only been on a private jet once, one way. One way. Where'd you go? My boy's a private jet pilot. So this is a great story, bro. I get a call from my deceased brother. May he rest in peace. He goes. He used to call me drama because he had crazy money. Bro. He owned hotels. He, you know, I got to rock a little bit of the PCNY life through him. I used to live vicariously through this guy. So I had, you know, Bentleys and all. I used to drive his, where steal his, where, where was Inglewood Cliffs. I would steal his. I knew his garage code. Even if he called me, he would, he, he, well, he loved me. I did whatever I wanted. He goes, it's just the new year had just happened, right? I'm like, I'm going to behave this year. That's it. I'm not going to. He goes, drama. He used to call me drama because in his mind, he was Chase, you know, Vinny mm. Chase. He goes, drama. You got 30 minutes to make it to Teterboro Airport. I go, dude, stop with me. Bro. I was at work, right? He goes, you got 30 minutes to get to Tito Bay Airport. I'm not with you. I got a private jet. It's going to take us to Dallas. Dallas. He goes, I'm not going to go if I got to go by myself. I don't want to go by myself. I know the pilot. The pilot dropped off the guy that owns the plane. He's flying back, and we have mad family in Dallas. Right. I'm like, it. Let's go. I call my wife. I made up a lie. She knows I admitted the truth. Now, so I, I lied to her. because I'm like, I don't want to risk telling her the truth, and then and she says no or whatever. So I made up the lie. Like, I gotta go for work because I worked for a company that would occasionally send us somewhere. I'm like, yo, last minute some shit came up. I lied to my boss at the time. I said, yo, there's a crazy deal maybe in Dallas. They're, they're sending a jet now. When you like I said, they're sending you a right, jet. Right, right, right. I said, I'll send you pictures. I said they they want to talk business. <laughs> I pulled off that lie. I call him. I'm like, you know, I have no clue. He's like, listen to me, just come. I got you. I get on that plane, but I couldn't. First of all, I thought he because he was a practical joker, right? Plane's waiting. We get on. The pilot goes, listen, drink whatever you guys want. Just don't touch the Royal Crown. That's the owner's What's the, what, what the do you think we drink? Wow. We drink the Royal Crown, bro. Wow. We wipe the bottle out. Wow. We're pissed drunk. It's one of the best memories of my life with him. I love you. You know, when you lose someone, man, these yeah. things. Make yeah. the story short. We get to Dallas. I got clothes. Takes a scissor, cuts my whole entire suit. I had a suit on from work. Cuts the whole suit. We go to Dillard's. You know, they want to be Macy's. Right. I'm walking into that Dillard's. I'm like, I was just in a plane crash. Uh, what? And they all believe it. Everyone. I wish no. I had. Brother, if my Instagram was on back then, I'd have been. Wow. I go, uh, I was in a, sir, oh my God. Sir, you know Texans are nice people. Yeah, super Sir, nice. sit down, please, sir. I was Where actually, are you, Dallas? I was born there, bro. Really? Houston. But I didn't oh. grow up there, as you can tell. I grew oh, up yeah. in the Dirty Jets with occasionals, you know, weekends in the Bronx with the Albanians and Pelham yeah. Parkway yeah. to the Sheepays. Cousins in Yonkers, right by Raceway over there. Yeah, facts. <laughs> so, Addison, the airport in Addison over there. But, yeah, man, can I be honest? And I think and it, w- it was depressing for one reason. I had to fly back coach. Yeah. I was depressed as Fox, And once you get on that jet boat, it's like, yo, dude, it's not even about being fly. It's just your life, bro. Yeah. It's on a whole nother, like, yeah, the freedom. Totally different. You don't wait for nothing. No. You just go. No one checked nothing. Yeah, no, it's, it's a few things that you could... Really separate yourself from. Do you deal with any of this stuff anymore, or is everyone just using that net? Shit? I mean, like, what do you recommend for people that want to get to that yeah, life? I mean, maybe can, uh, bro- I, a private jet broker. And listen, nowadays, I mean, I see a lot of my friends. They like, just ten yeah, people, like, yeah, put shipping on the plane. It's not, you know, price ain't that bad. Listen, once you start taking big trips, you got to use a big plane. But a trip to Miami, ten grand. That's not yeah, bad. Eight people, yeah, eight people on I'd the plane. I'd pay a thousand for that. Yeah, it ain't nothing. That's just one way, though. One way, you gotta come back. But that, you know, that's a quick Still little three-hour flight, though. and you know, and it's not a big deal because that's a po- that's actually in the world the most popular private jet flight path. Back and forth, back and forth, return the, without the people. Most, the most used private jet flight: New York to Miami or Florida. Period. There's not a there's not a 
in the world. In the world, that's the most used uh, flight. So yeah, we um, we bought a jet. Uh, myself, my brother, uh, David Lynn, and our friend George Galgano. Anything you want to talk about? I mean, it's up to you. And I'll leave it be, actually. It's too just, It was crazy. It was crazy. And listen, I don't advise you to get into a jet world unless you really know what the hell you're doing. And, you know, don't. And do your due diligence in anything you do because motherfuckers will really try to get you. We got listen, got. We I involved had, in that. I had someone that got got by Emporio Auto Group. Oh, what's his face? Um, Bobby Khan. Yeah, Bobby Isn't Khan. it funny that his yeah. name's Khan? Yeah, it's crazy. He's lucky he's still breathing right now. Just surrendered. He did? Oh, they got him, brother. Nah. He was on American Greed. He schemed, yeah. he, he schemed people that I know very close to yeah. blood. I'm the reason he didn't get killed. Wow. When did this happen? Matter of fact, the day we saw him was the last day he was ever seen. I said, if you don't give this person back his money, he's going to kill you and your family, your kids. Everyone you know is wow. dead. Wow. He disappeared that day. He went to, I guess, the UAE. Israel, I thought. Oh, no, UAE. Oh. He was Pakistani, bro. Oh, Pakistani. He started making videos begging Donald Trump on Instagram. Please let us come back. My wife's sick. So make the story short. He's in, he, they had him in the Bergen County right here. Hackensack. No way. When was this? He surrendered about a month and a half ago, two months ago. Begging to come back, bro, to go to jail. And they won't let his wife and kids come back, which is weird. Wow. So he came here to get them to come back. And meanwhile, yeah, I can't. Oh, my God. <laughs> you get what you deserve, bro. How you skin people like that, man? He came and preyed on people that... The guy that he stole from wasn't a guy that could afford Ferraris and Lamborghinis. Right, right. The guy wanted to buy used diesel cars to send back to Europe right. to try to sell, to help his brother like, make a living. He took the guy. The guy was going to kill him. Bro. Wow. You don't take, to, you don't take uh, an Albanian's life savings, bro. Someone uh, that came w. from communism that lost everything they had that's not a gangster. The hardworking man is more dangerous than a gangster, in my opinion. You f*** a hardworking oh, man. Oh, yeah. Trust me, that's how I felt. And you man. take from them everything. If they're a man, because I don't know, there's yeah. not a lot of them left out there. It took everything from me and Orrin. Every penny. Guys, the guy looked us in our eyes. I, mean, I forget, we were having Chinese food. There was a guy that convinced us to buy the jet. And, you know, he told us, oh, you don't need a pre-purchase inspection. You know, everything I've done with the jet, I'm going to be a partner with you guys. Don't worry about it. Everything. Just like my brother pulled his uh, Jewish star. He said, Moshe, I swear on this. Of course. You know, nothing to worry about. You know, we're naive. We're thinking nobody's going to screw us. Took us for every penny. The only reason we survived that situation was, of course, we had no we had no money to to pay our drivers because we had to pay this crazy amount of money towards this jet every month, and we had all types of lawyer fees and everything. Only reason we were able to get by is our drivers knew we were good for the first five years, and all right, guys, we'll pay you in a few months. Sorry, just keep it cool. If you could hold on and work for us, we'll squeeze a little money here. Hold and there. the line, please. Otherwise, they would have ruined our. It would have been done. We couldn't. We had no money. The lesson here. Anyone. The reason I brought up that story yeah. is because. When you're going into a world that you're not really a master of, mm-hmm. God, I've been careful. No matter how, you know, he, didn't, he never sold and bought sold cars, right? He always bought through a dealer. He didn't know how the used car game was. Right. So he got got. Same thing. You're going into a whole other arena. How did you know what was going to happen? Your intentions were good. Right, yeah, no. <laughs> when I tell you it's crazy, to the point where, uh, I don't want to just jump into the story from the middle. No, you don't need to. My point is, what I love is that you never give up, bro. That's why you're on the comeback team, man. Thank you. You've been through hell. Hell and back. You did what you did. And again now, with this COVID, it's like, back to like, not having a damn business. A lot of us are starting back. Trust me when I tell you. But hopefully a lot of these clients of yours, these friends of yours, they know. Have any of them reached out, man? These big people. Are um, you okay, Wing? I mean, everyone yeah, has their own I've problems. Had, I had a, well, not many. I had a, I had one guy. I mean, he reached out because his, his personal driver died of COVID. 
So he just called me and said, hey, how you doing? Like, just because I'm going to now be driving. Not me personally. I'm going to have drivers driving. And it was like he reached out to see him. You know, well, my, I'm just their driver. They, you know, it's funny the people. When you were just people, in LA, like uh, you, we were supposed to do this a week ago. You're like, oh, I'll be here too. And you, you're in yeah. LA. I see you with Phil and Plyne building some. Oh my god, that house is crazy. Uh, what the f- was that, bro? That house it looked is like crazy. Buckingham. Not even. It looked better than Buckingham. Palace. Yeah, but it's crazy. That's his crib on the West Coast. That's, that's gonna be his crib. The gates alone. The gates. All alone I ever wanted ones. in my life. Really? Not really, but but all I, I want to. I never got to rock on the f-ing hills, bro. Never? No, bro. What the. F- Nightlife no. king, bro. Never rock down the hills, bro. That's crazy. Make it happen, Wayne. Uh, make it happen. I'll pay you with. No. Make it happen. Figure it out. The podcast hours. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> we have to hit a podcast on the West Coast one day. Facts. This is cool. I like this. In any event, there's a lot more, and I'll be honest with you. There's not many guests I really feel like inviting back. Let me think. If, if you're gonna say you invite me back, think I don't know if I jumped the gun or not. No, no, no. What I'm saying <laughs> is that. Uh, I definitely want you back. Thank man. you. I, like I to love come this. on every so often. I think when I have some good guests, I'd like to have you come on. And um, folks, I hope you took from this what, what I hope you did, and I hope we did it justice because it is kind of late. This is the latest podcast I've ever done. Wow. Well, I know you're falling asleep. No, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not. Thank you for having me on. I mean, listen, I, I feel bad. Guy started a business with nothing, just an nothing. idea. Before he started that business, he could have really went down the wrong path. He was, he got out. What I'm trying to say is, you, if you think you're good right now, you out there hustling, it's only a matter of time before they get you. Get the f*** out. Here's the reason why you get out. He never gave up. He used the skills of talking and meeting people and putting those people together, connecting places, people, and things. He's built an amazing network, and I think we're going to see some of me. He then also, once he felt good, he had the ability to do so, he started paying back to society. He has a book drive. Let's let's finish it off with that. We have to. We have to. Wayne, in the middle of all this chaos, people are scared to send their kids to school. Or I'm not. I'm getting mad because I don't want to send my kids with a mask. They're in the playground right now, bro. Right, chilling. They're playing everywhere. Whatever kids they're going to touch, they're already touching each other. Right. Like not touching, you know what I mean? Like they're playing. What's the difference? So what? We're three weeks away from September. We're going to tell them. Oh, now you guys separate put in mass? I'm not doing that to my kid. I don't care if they ever go to school ever again. What, what is a straight-A student? Full academic scholarship to pace. I didn't do a thing for me, bro. I learned more on the streets. Facts. Facts. You learn how to become a fucking robot in the corporate world. I barely was able to graduate. Become a robot, bro. Yeah, robot. I can never. Like, I worked for a company for almost high 20 school, years. Though, high school is important. High school is important. Everything you learn there, you yeah, use you in need life. That. Yeah, you need that. Most of it. You need that for structure. You shouldn't be on, you know, your age. You shouldn't be just roaming the streets. Right now, the feeding the homeless on Wednesday has been suspended, not because of you. So it's not not your fault. To me, you're still, that's beyond your control. Yeah, it's beyond my control. But you know what it changed to? Dropping 35,000 pounds of produce off five days a week. Where? To less fortunate areas. Five days a week. I might uh, figure it out yesterday. I think uh, like 4.5 million pounds in less less than three months. It's crazy, bro. Oh, it's, it's crazy name of the word. Talk to us about this book bag drive. It's not so, the first year you're doing no, it. You've been doing it for a while, but what do you need? What do you need? Uh, I need donations, and, and that's that's the re- reality. What is it for? It. Um, each book bag is about $6.50, and that comes with 20 pieces of, um, of uh, supplies. supplies in each bag. Pencils. Pencils, pens. No 20 pieces. That's everything. Folders. Folders. Erasers. Every, everything. 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 Erasers. Um, each, so, again, each bag is six fifty. You could donate straight to the um, the link in my bio. Um, it goes to Garden of Eden. It's all five hundred one C. 
So you could donate them finance. Like I want to donate a hundred, or you say I want to donate for fifty bags. At least you know our goal is ten thousand. Last year we had fourteen thousand bags with, with supplies because of the situation this year. One COVID things are rough. Not everybody has the money they have. Last year they have this year. Um, two, I just started two days ago versus last year. I started it, you know, full on, you know, forty five days, no problem. So this is like just I literally did it when Cuomo said schools open. I was like, okay, it's, and even I didn't want to do it. Someone threw a thousand in my account. And they're like, there yeah, now, there's there's our sponsorship. I'm like, wow, it's on. K Blue Eyes. There's three hundred bags. There, there you go. Basically, let's go. And uh, now we're up to uh, as of now. We've raised enough money for, I'll tell you right now what it is. It is. Uh, sorry, not 300. My math is that's later. Uh, yeah. 150 uh, bucks. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, something like that. Where is it at? It's at 4,000 already, bro. 4,000. Two days. 4,100 book bags out of the 10,000. You're almost halfway there. Um, Almost halfway there. Um, Yeah, almost halfway there. But that's a. <laughs> That's a big number. That's in two days, bro. Yeah, two days. But, you know, listen. Uh, you might hit that 14 again, bro. Well, you that would be a miracle. You know what? Listen, it takes a few big people to come in and, and respect what uh, we're doing here and help us. You know, we're, we're small. And it's a hard people. year this year, man. It's a hard year. And it's a sad year. It. These kids need it. And it's not just the book bags. I, tomorrow I have a meeting with uh, my friend Brian. Uh, Brian Bernie. I don't think he's up right now. Um, he's uh, uh, an agent for athletes, um, NFL players, and uh, he's going to use his connections to try to do some stuff with Beats, some other places, try to get them to donate some things so he can put them in these bags and surprise some of these kids. Beats headphones, maybe some Nike socks, some Nike hats, things that extra on top of, like, the books and, and the school stuff, we're going to put some surprise in these bags. You know, like last year we put some special bags in there too, like, you know, the high-end stuff um, that, you know, you would never get and make a kid's freaking It's bag. completely random. Random. Whoever gets that bag. Whoever gets that bag. bag. And I'm going to try to figure out between now and and the 29th and 30th other things to do. Because I I really do. These kids didn't ask to be born into this situation where they're living the way they live. And it it really is fucked up. And a lot of the parents, maybe not the parents, the grandparents that are watching the kids, didn't ask to watch five kids and have to buy five book bags and and, and all the supplies. It actually starts adding up. They don't have the money. So it's a blessing for them. And uh, that whole day is a blessing. We're able to give all the stuff out. And I'm going to go super Especially this hard year, man, because yeah, everyone's beyond. already sad. Everyone's already like, what the fuck is going on? There's so many things this year that never happened, obviously, in life. And this is another one. There's never been a school year return like this. First day of school ever. Facts. I wish I had the time to really go extra crazy and connect the dots and really make a difference. I wanted to get 100 ice cream trucks, send the ice cream trucks to the hood, you know, free ice cream all day for the kids. I wish I had all the time to do this. I don't. Did you do but, that last year? Uh, I had an ice cream truck at each stop. I didn't have it like going. I wanted to do a hundred Mr. Softies on that Sunday and send them to all the neighborhoods at one time and give a few hours of food. Um, I didn't have I didn't have a hundred last year. I had one at each stop. But I'm gonna go crazy. Um, I'm gonna be inspired um, to do more every day. People hit me up and hopefully we catch some big big whales that want to. Hey Wayne, here you go. Stroke a nice check that makes all the difference and it's for the kids. For the When's the last day to donate? Last day to donate? First day um, of school? <laughs> no, nah, I mean, in reality, I, I have to buy like the two bags. Two yeah, Not even two more. A week and a half tops. Because I got to order the bags. I mean, I'm going to start ordering what I have now. But I really, really would love to be able to just connect with something that makes sense that could help us grow this and, and just give some of these kids 
some happiness. I would love to put shirts and, and things in every bag. You know, cool shirts, not just plain stuff. Wear some cool hats, not just the PC. Wow, I'll put some stuff that these kids really can appreciate. You know, for, we have girls' bags, we have boys' bags. So we could pack a girls' bag, we could pack a boys' bag. And you know, we have all the, the light colors for the girls, all the dark colors for the boys. So we could put things in them that accordingly. And I love doing that. And the kids, more than anything, need it because they deserve it. They deserve it. And these are kids that never caught a break. Their Christmases, I can't even imagine what their Christmases are like. You know, you already know what it is in the hood and this type of Albania, situation. Albania, I've seen it over yeah, there too, you know. bro. I've seen it. When I go back yeah, and crazy. see yeah. how people have lived in these countries, and then, they, but you always say, I can't believe it happens in my backyard. Yeah, in your backyard, right. That's you the never. Wayne, we're going to put this together. Thank you. Thanks for the uh, opportunity. Thank you for... Like, not giving up on me coming here. I don't give up on good people, man. Thank you. It Never means, have. It means a lot to me, and we're circling back to the first thing I said. It genuinely means a lot to me to be here because I know you want to talk to me because of one thing, the giving back. You want to learn my story, too. But the giving back, and, and that's what means a lot to me, and um, I'm glad you, you kept it on. And I'm so happy I came here. Trust me, I don't like talking like this. I, I don't like doing it. Even though maybe it's been, oh, you're so good on camera. I don't like this at all. I, I just don't, and... um. I just hope this this gets put together right and we can get more people inspired and and some help out of it. It, w- it would be nice because it ain't it ain't fucking easy doing this shit. And sometimes I wonder, like, damn, we're doing we go so crazy and and why the fuck is it so hard to get fucking other people involved? Why why do the celebrities get all the fucking breaks and and you know, all the hookups and why why can't this small little group get blessed too to, to, to grow it bigger and when i say grow it bigger i just mean give us the fucking bags give us some fucking you know books and and, and supplies so i don't have to go so crazy and i can hit numbers that are insane so. you've done more than a lot of celebrities do, bro. Thanks, folks no matter what you've been through in life no matter where you are even if you're on the wrong path as long as you still have air in those lungs you can always make a comeback thank you wayne schneider from Precision Concierge, New York, PCNY. Check out the links. Check out his Instagram. This man's making things happen. Let's help him. Till the next time, this is Beck Lover. We'll see you again. Subscribe, comment. I don't beg you like these other hosts to make it annoying, but I need you to. So hit the link down there and let's do this thing. Beck Lover.